Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 74. Hello there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight is BT Calloway. That's my pseudonym, don't worry it out. <laughs> and also joining us is new guest, Daniel Pollock. How we doing, everybody? Yep, we just gave them enough time to answer at yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they needed to know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yep. Well, welcome to the podcast, Daniel. This is The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the catch is each episode comes from a different decade. And yeah, welcoming you to the show. You're a big Simpsons fan from back in the day? Absolutely, man. I've been watching The Simpsons for a very long time, since I pretty much I can remember. I was talking about it the other day that... As a young man, I was I used to have these little night terrors. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like a six-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd be freaking out. Ah! And then my mum would kind of just shit out a lot of videos that she put yeah. in, that she's recorded of The Simpsons. So she'd put it on and just kind of sit me down and watch me watch The Simpsons with me until I calmed down. So right. oh, The wow. Simpsons <laughs> has saved my life, essentially. Beautiful, yeah. man. I know, wow. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can see you crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, like, yeah, to have them as such an important security blanket. Mm. Absolutely. So is there any episode that you particularly love from the classic Ooh. days? Or Okay. Look, I've always loved Hank Scorpio. I've always loved You Only Move Twice. Yeah, like, it's yeah. hard to look past it. <laughs> and then basically anything that John Lovitz does. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, Artie Ziffs, um, <laughs> the director of the Streetcar, the musical. Oh, of yeah, course. my God. Oh, my God. As a as a theatre actor, like uh, looking back <laughs> on that one, it took me a while to kind of get into it, but now looking back on that one, absolute genius. Yeah. <laughs> New that- Orleans, da, 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 stinking, rotting pile. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there is a theatrical element to John Lovett's characters, mm. yeah. like the painting tutor as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. Another yeah, triumph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to take praise very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, anyway, we'll get back to the classic episodes later in the show, but for now, we just watched an episode from the HD era. This was Season 22, Episode 19, The Real Housewives of Fat Tony. It was first released in May of 2011, and it was written by Dick Blasucci. Ble- Dick Blasucci. Yeah. Dick Blasucci, maybe? It's got a double C-I, like Derucci, you know, the, the bed guy. The you angry know? bed man, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you've got a Dick Blasucci, see you, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is a PSA from The Simpsons Index. <laughs> And in this episode, Selma gets married to Fat Tony. Mm. What? I know. But then we find out she might not be the only woman. <sighs> Guys, what did you think? Poor. Um, the first thing I noticed is that I have to take notes. <laughs> uh, the other two guys are taking notes the entire time. And I, I kind of walked out. I was like, oh, remember it all. It's fine. <laughs> and then like two minutes in, I've missed, I've forgotten what the first bit was. I'm like, yep. Oh, great. Yeah, yep. that's how it goes. I should have listened to the guys who've done 73 episodes before this. Well, we don't want to tell you how to look. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a, uh, it's a process. No, actually, I did the first like 10 episodes of The Simpsons Index without taking notes. Always. Always notes, always from the very beginning, even when I was so drunk (laughs) I wasn't coherent. (laughs) But I mean, it's easy for the classic episodes because it's just like muscle memory, like Mm -hmm. learning to ride a bike again. I assume I don't know how to ride a bike. (laughs) But yeah, this episode, I actually found it surprisingly good. There were moments that I did enjoy. I thought that the B plot, I thought, started really strongly. Mm, I yeah. like the idea of uh, Bart, Bart being, being this, yeah, this truffle truffles. pig. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> <laughs> just talking of Bart as a truffle pig was kind of great. But I just thought it sort of 
that petered, petered out. a little yeah. bit, yeah, which is a shame because I, I also quite like that beginning. And there's a part in the A story around about the middle where after Selma gets captured, there was just so rapid fire good jokes, I couldn't even get them all down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm surprised how much I like this one. Uh, it mm-hmm. does, it kind of falls apart at the end, which is a really, really big yeah. shame because they were doing so well for so long. I, th- I got a lot of laugh out louds on this. I'm, I'm stunned when you said. Oh yeah, Selma marries Fat Tony. I was like, fuck. Right. Yeah, but it's, um, it is the premise of a bad Simpsons episode. And mm-hmm. yet, <laughs> it's easy to do a Selma marries someone mm-hmm. episode. They've done it plenty of times before. You know, mm. what's her last name now? Twilliger uh, Hutz McClure and Nahaz- <laughs> yeah. no, not Nahaz- <laughs> Nahaz- <laughs> Nahaz- <laughs> Nahaz- <laughs> Nahaz- No, it, it was close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, at this point, it is a cliche for them to fall yeah, back on. This yeah, they've even thrown the joke. Oh, what about her wedding to Disco Stew? Yeah, yeah. they do that yeah. twice, don't they? There's there's a few little jokes in there that they kind of toss in yeah i thought that disco stew one was so stupid but i laughed and i hate myself for <laughs> I know, laughing I at the it. same thing it was like and then he found out she didn't really like disco it's like, <laughs> god that is stupid but i did laugh I'm like, Come on. <laughs> damn you but that's his whole deal yeah like, yep. yeah <laughs> but daniel what's like a moment from the story that particularly stood out to you for better or worse oh okay the first thing that comes to me when you say that is luigi Yep. <laughs> it was it was bizarre just mm. because I don't know if it was a intentional thing to really go for the Italian storyline yeah. like oh yeah you've got the A plot with uh yeah, yeah. Fat oh, Tony yeah. and then the B plot being just oh yeah by the way here's Luigi the guy who usually just yells from the kitchen. Yeah. Mm. I don't know just hearing Luigi say more than two sentences in a row was like yeah. Yeah. this is kind of weird, you know. It was almost like 2 minutes of like just spread over like yeah. two different scenes as well. Uh-huh. Like because yeah they start out that scene he's talking to him in the the field when he discovers that Bart can be a truffle pig and they transition right to the restaurant where he keeps up his Luigi uh, routine. That reminds me of one other thing as well. I don't know who's right. You told us who's right in these episodes now. Dick Blaskooky. Dick Blaskooky. I don't know if Dick Blaskooky knows, (laughs) but people all around a restaurant can't afford to eat truffles. I I saw there was, what, six or seven truffles dishes around this table. I was like, oh, I don't know Maybe it's like a share market thing where, like, now that they're plentiful because Bart's such an effective uh, truffle pig that the price has gone down. But but that also brings us to a very strange ending to the B-plot that Lisa was eating them all. Yeah, that was odd. <laughs> I really liked that as a twist. Oh, really? I know, I did like it as a twist, especially as she explains vegetarian food is so boring and this is a way to spice it up. It's a decent justification. It did make sense yeah. that she's talking about the whole time how she's putting the money in the bank and that's why you're not seeing any of it. Mm. Yeah. I did enjoy the little bit of a misdirect which is like, oh, just here's the last one, do whatever you like. It's like, why don't I give it to someone who deserves it? I'm like, oh, don't just give it to her. You've been cheated by her this whole time and you're going to have this sudden heart moment. But they turn it and he gives it to the truffle pig who was always the one. Like, that was kind of sweet. Yeah, that yeah. was nice. And then it ends with a weird truffle pig truffle massacre. Which I will say <laughs> now, this is my favourite occurrence of ha- Harry Plopper, I think his name was in the movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Spider Pig. We all know Yeah, that. it's Spider Pig. <laughs> there is another episode in like season 26 where he's the mm-hmm. focus and mm-hmm. I do not look forward to reviewing that one. <laughs> but in this one, yeah, Spider Pig. Oh, yeah, was shit, a... I remember that one. Ah. Yeah. But, I mean, in this one, I thought Spider-Pig was a welcome addition, actually. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. oh, he wasn't really intrusive. No. <laughs> he's just kind of there and... Yeah, they were like, we, we, we need a pig. We have this character model. Let's yeah, just, he's a damn pig. No. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let him be a pig. Let him be a pig. <laughs> he had to get work after Homer abandoned him, exactly. assuming, anyway. Let him do whatever a Spider-Pig does. <laughs> <laughs> so, BT, what's a moment from the story that stood out to you, for better or worse? Um, in terms of plot line... I think finding out Selma's the other woman makes a lot of sense. Because the big question is, now that we're in this, how are we getting out of it? Yep. And I think that worked yeah, reasonably well. I was kind of surprised they didn't switch to some kind of Goodfellas bit. They, they tend to yeah. like Goodfellas. They do, but... but uh, no, this was all Jersey Shore. 
So. Yeah, this was more taking on reality TV tropes rather yeah, than... Yeah, which is a bit of a surprising term. It's like, you know, fair enough. We've hit Goodfellas very, very often. And yeah. for no apparent reason, it felt like... <laughs> yeah. It just kind of came out of nowhere and they didn't really make any incisive sort of comments. It was just like, oh, here's a couple of <laughs> Jersey yeah. Shore lookalikes and then that's it. Yeah, I will yeah. say it is kind of opportunistic of them to go, okay, Fat Tony, he's Italian, Jersey yeah. Shore, they're generally Italian-Americans, yeah. so uh, why yeah, not yeah. take this opportunity to do the parody? But I gotta say, even though I fucking despise any reality television, except for Chopped, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought they did a good job of the Jersey Shore sort of parody. And Yeah, I did like that one of them was called The Occurrence instead, <laughs> instead of The Situation, yeah, which I've yeah. never watched that episode, but somehow I know that's what he's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i just felt like there wasn't many jokes pertaining to it they just like said that here's these people yeah and then kind of felt there. like they thought yeah. the parody was enough exactly, alone to not yeah. get any jokes it was a bit of a shame because yeah up until that point it was quite strong yeah well we usually knock them for the parallel import gags you know that just sort of doing the same thing but changing the name of it so mm. much like situation and the occurrence but I don't know i think the joke of the powerports alone was funny enough which is weird for me to say that it's usually a sticking point for me uh, they, they got some little bits out of it like when they're playing i think beach volleyball and they're like uh, losers yeah. chug and Homer's like oh no i guess i'll have to chug this beer <laughs> man he crushes that thing just yeah, good man. <laughs> makes the metal squeeze like it was just a plastic juice popper mm. <laughs> i gotta say the moment from the story that stood out to me was just that it was bizarre that a Selma Marries Fat Tony episode worked. And I Mm. thought they got to it with a logical place where he initially gets offended by her, then kidnaps Mm. her, and then says, yeah, I'll cut you. And she goes, yeah, yeah, give me plastic surgery. (laughs) They strike up a relationship from there. Yeah, I think it's it's just dumb enough to work. It's amazing. Yeah. But it does fall like dominoes, and the episode gets into it pretty well right away as well. Mm, yeah, not a lot of wasted time. We, we start off there just waiting in line at the DMV, and yeah. we go from there. It was pretty much, for the most part, like no fat. Yeah, It was mm-hmm. all lean all the way through. <laughs> and you know, but the thing is, it was almost too lean. It could have gone for another five minutes, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, like, like I think you said, Bete, it just kind of ends. Like, ah, oh, yeah, pull the plug. Yep. We're done here. And uh, that's it. Which was which was annoying because I was interesting interested to see what kind of went on from then on in, which yep. says a lot. I probably for yeah. like a later episode, like oh, this is they've got me invested in this story. They've pulled a twist on me last minute. I want to see what kind of happens. Yeah, the fact that I think all of us were like, oh, okay, yeah. instead <laughs> of oh, thank God, yeah, exactly. says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've watched this episode? I have a weird feeling I have seen this one, even though I don't. I feel like I remember the ending a little bit. So yeah. Possibly one, something or a half. <laughs> half. Mm-hmm. Daniel? Big fat zero. Big fat zero. Or else you wouldn't have got a laugh out of me with the co on his gutsy. <laughs> Watching Otto eat magic mushrooms and then just look at the cover of co on his gutsy. What is it was, that? It's a Philip Glass like visual orchestra sort of thing. Or what is all it? Right. Um, not an orchestra, like like a musical movement, right. effectively. And it's all about, I think, nature and humanity and stuff. And it's got all these visuals in it that are like slow down close-ups of a rocket taking off. And then all these quick movements of people moving through New York City. And then, I don't know, just all these super stoner things. That are really <laughs> watching, well. a, watching a flower bloom and wilt exactly, in like shit the like that, you know? half a minute. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> stuff like that. Just so. typical Philip Glass cerebral shit. Yes. Um, yeah. 
Oh, okay, because, yeah, I didn't get the reference, but I did like when Otto goes, ooh, director's commentary. <laughs> Puts it on the rock and then stares out into the, the wild blue. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I didn't get. I didn't know the movie either, but there was enough of a reference for you to kind of yeah. get it mm. from the situation. So, Well, yeah, because they do the mislead. You think he's actually going to go home and watch the DVD, but he, <laughs> no. then he's just looking at the box, and then you think yeah. that's going to be... Anyway, um, I, I thought that was actually a really clever joke. <laughs> but Play Count, I've seen this a bunch. I generally like season 22, Mm-hmm. This used to be on like all my hangover lists, especially like when we're living in Kalara. I want to say that's when. Yeah, I would have seen half of it at least. Wa- yeah, yeah. Wandered in, <laughs> watched, left. <laughs> but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um... Structurally, it didn't for me. Yep. I thought, I've kind of noticed this structure that happens with probably a lot of the classic episodes of The Simpsons. They start off with one sort of issue. And the end of that issue leads to another issue. Mm. And then the rest of the episode's kind of presenting with that issue. Yeah. It was sort of there, but then it just went off on this little sort of tangent, went straight through. Sure. As opposed to kind of really setting that tone. Yeah. Um, and also with the jokes, I think a lot of the jokes didn't have the wit. They were more kind of they were more dumb jokes. I felt, yeah. felt like there was not much brevity in it, particularly the way I'm speaking as well. <laughs> There's not much brevity in what I'm doing here. <laughs> but uh, there it wasn't much brevity in, like, say... Homer mate, saying a lot of the things that just reminded me of the nun thing when he's like, uh, which was kind of, it was still funny, but yeah. didn't feel like something that Homer would do as well. And it wasn't brief like Homer would speak. Mm. Homer would speak in one syllable words straight away and get it all done, you know? That's it. But it just sort of dragged a lot of those jokes and you're like, eh, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Th- like there was a, a lot of those moments where I feel like they were doing the typical HD Simpsons thing of like taking the extra bite of the joke. Yeah, you know? which is a shame. Like when the pig goes crazy after eating the truffle and then Lisa, after like 10 seconds of this, goes, oh, that's why you don't give pig truffle. Yeah, mm. Lisa, we got it. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Same goes for um the bit where he's trying to sketch Patty's inner beauty. Yeah. Could have left it yeah. at that and then they just kind of had this weird little like yeah. 15, 20 second bit Although, of enjoyment. That said, I do like, he draws her as like a Venus emerging from the ocean, but then you can see him almost struggle to not draw <laughs> stink lines. I can't help it. And yeah, he's like, oh. Uh, yeah, there was a bit of stuff there you could have definitely trimmed. But yeah. there are even other moments where I really enjoyed the length that they played with, mm-hmm. like the take care of uh, me <laughs> routine. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. Uh, take the duct out back and take care of him. Take care of him or take <laughs> care of him? <laughs> Take care of him. Oh, God, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I better not screw it up or else he'll take care of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then even Selma, like, extending it and then Chris Fat Tony ending it, the, the one that's this. <laughs> I, I thought that was a rare time where playing with the length worked. Yeah. yeah, I think structurally I agree in the sense that it doesn't feel as purposeful moving from one to the next. We yeah. lo- we really lose focus of Selma being married quickly. You compare this to something like when she marries uh, Troy McClure and it goes from... How they meet, how uh, he's motivated by his career. Homer finds out about that. She finds out it's a sham marriage. He kind of proposes, let's get this sham marriage up anyway. It's all still focused on their marriage. Yeah. And it's, you know, how it's changing. Whereas this, once they kind of get to the beach house, it just kind of is about this parody of Jersey Shore. And then Mm. it just kind of wraps things up really quickly. So it's just a shame because everything else is really, I think it's one of the ones where the jokes that, typically don't work in the HD era actually quite worked here. Yeah. Where it was a little bit more, as we, we termed the uh, phrase, uh, whiteboard writing, where 
you basically write a theme on a whiteboard and then everything you can think about that. Mm. And so they just went, okay, uh, mobsters at a summer house. What do you got, people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but th- this one, it actually quite worked. They had, there was a quick little line of, yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't trust the new guy. And it cuts to a guy in his Speedos <laughs> wearing a wire. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, let's brag about our crimes. And then just like leans, leans into in his it. chest. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded yeah. me of something else, BT, actually. Mm-hmm. A question I want to ask you guys. Do you reckon... In earlier seasons, Marge would have immediately told Selma that she was being cheated on. Uh, they were kind of being shitty throughout the episode, so I thought it was justified. Yeah, right again, on. bring it back to the Troy McClure episode. I'm pretty sure she tells her right away after mm. uh, Homer finds out. So yeah, I think so. There is a very awkward episode where Patty is about to marry a woman, and Marge finds out it's actually a man in drag, mm. and she holds off from telling us she's. Re- being weirdly spiteful and it feels really strange for Marge. Sure. Yeah. They, uh, whereas in this, yeah, they're fighting, but she's also, by that point, she's kind of accepted the marriage a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And no, I think it makes sense that she wouldn't waste any time to just say, hey, we overheard this and you need to know. Okay. Yeah, I, I just would have figured that Marge, being this little sweetheart that she is, wouldn't want to like make waves yeah. and would feel yeah. that, uh, like, should I tell her, shouldn't I? would have a bit more of a, like a like a personal difficulty in working out whether or not mm. she should break up what obviously appears to be a reasonable happy marriage yeah for something like this i, I, I don't know it was just so probably not like a a huge thing that stuck out but i just kind of spotted it well no it brings up a good point that you know by this point in the episode they've wrapped up the truffle pig story which yeah. they kind of like dropped this was a weird sort of four act episode but they kind of dropped early in act three yeah i think because i'm pretty sure we go from marge and homer finding out to her telling selma straight away i was like pretty it's much. the next scene i don't think there was a scene in between to let it breathe and imply that some part of time had gone past yeah no matter how old you are you still testy pop <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> anyway back down to my natural voice <laughs> I'll pitch, uh, correct it, you know, I'll do the, like... Just full auto-tune me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, welcome to the Simpsons. <laughs> I thought that Bonanza bit was weird. Yeah. <laughs> People already are too suspicious you're a robot. Yeah, well, it's basically because I keep telling them. <laughs> i got to stop doing it. I'm terrible at infiltration. Uh, so how about the wackiness of this episode? Were there any particularly, like, weird cartoony moments that stuck out to you? The uh, old abandoned warehouse is labeled old abandoned warehouse. <laughs> and it does say on the, on the subtitle, I didn't catch it all, but it says home of the old abandoned something. So fish cannery, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I didn't see it. While we're on it, I do want to quickly just go through all the quick banter we got there because this was the part where I couldn't even write down the notes quick enough. That was so good. Yeah. So Fat Tony's like, I don't know whether it would knock you on your kisser or kiss you on your knuckers. <laughs> And like nice, and then I kind of I miss Selma's follow up. Oh, and then she goes, I don't know whether to peck you on the kisser or kiss you on that, and then she gets cut off. <laughs> and I was like, nah. <laughs> and then it's like okay, she's talking about getting liposuction, which again is a bit I like because he's like, which part of you you would want me to cut off first? And she's like, ah, you know, get rid of the love handles and the bits on my arms and everything else. So liposuction is her idea, and then naturally Tony gets more attracted to her because she's you know curvaceous now. Which, yeah. because that gives her the agency of it, it becomes much more interesting, rather than him just, hey, I'm going to make you pretty first. Well, that's a good point, the agency, because everyone in town backs down, and Selma's the only one who has the balls to stand up to him. Yeah. And that's what he's attracted to. And he's like, 
you know what? That is a good idea. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and then we have the other bit where it's like, uh, we got a doctor who owes me a favor. Like, Actually, we owe him a favor. Well, then do him two favors and remind him he owes us a favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really played with uh, with some funny mobster tropes here, which yeah. is good of any Fat Tony episode, just, really. This little maybe four-minute sequence, just rapid fire, was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, speaking of those mob tropes, reminds me of it, uh, when they were being recorded by the FBI van. They do their little love heart around the two of them at the top of <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, the two of them. Talking about... Hear um, the proposal and they yeah. kind of look at each other like, that was beautiful. Talking about your good fellas angle. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's probably getting... Uh, it's probably more of a Sopranos number, but... Uh, Cut it up, putting them right at the top. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually like to know where they got the inspiration for the music cue from. Like, I don't know what that song's called. It's a very popular aria, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an opera singer, BT? I am now. <laughs> the other wacky moment I want to point out is the actual auction at the start of the episode. Now, this kicked off a little bit of like a Simpsons first act wackiness, but yep. I didn't mind. Like I said, this was like a minute, if that where Bart and Lisa and Homer are waiting in line. Bart sees the video arcade across the road, goes, oh, can we wait in there instead? And he's like, hmm, that's a good idea. And then Homer goes. Yeah, and he's uh, playing, what is it? Nope, I fucked it up. It says cuter killer, cutter killer. Caterkiller? Caterkiller, there we go. That sounds like <laughs> a good game. My shitty goddamn handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's playing caterkiller and then just eating cake. You're like, I want cake now. <laughs> I mean, cake with one hand, get video games with the other. He's living the life. He's mm. doing well. Nice little thing, actually, as well. They get him a little gift bag. Says my yeah. house on it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice good little, that. Good little steal, yeah. yeah. Man, the sign writers in HD are doing yeah, a good job. Yeah. yeah, like how he comes back and they're like, Martin Lisa, like, no, 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 we waited in line to get to the front, so we're going to auction it off. And yeah. then you get a quick little back and forth with uh, Wiggum, who's like, I'll give you half a cheesesteak, <laughs> quarter of a cheesesteak, the wrapper of a cheesesteak. <laughs> I thought, yeah, the whole auction scene was really funny and a great way to show Fat Tony's power and then conversely, Selma's mm-hmm. power over him. Mm. So what about the heart of the episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? I'm going to say not really. <laughs> Oh, in an episode with a wedding? Yeah, surprisingly. I felt <laughs> nothing. Yeah, not much heart, I don't think. It was They uh, kinda retconned the wedding as well, so it's yeah. hard to feel too. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. all pretty quick. It just kinda yeah. sped fast. You couldn't really make much sense of it. The only real heartfelt moment was probably when he gives truffle to a pig. Yeah, well, that was beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah, that was gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for Selma, I mean, the pig that she is. Uh, oh, come on now. <laughs> Yeah, right in summer, fans. You'll get nothing. <laughs> um, no, I think I, just asking for a request for Selma fans to write in, you'll get nothing. <laughs> yeah. How's that going to change my life? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, again, back to Troy McClure one. You have that really nice scene where they bond over smoking. I guess in this, you get a quick little montage of Selma and Fat Tony dating. You don't really get a lot of heart out of that, though. Like, you don't feel mm. like Selma's actually feels like she's found someone or anything like that. It's just, it's kind of a funny bit. I do like. They're having din- a candlelit dinner. They leave, and the mob guys just come in and just torch everything with the candles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bit with the lobsters and Tony just shoots them all was a bit odd, but yeah. I didn't mind because I was still laughing from the previous scene. Yeah. Um, but I think they sell the moment with the whole wiping the gun and putting it down by the floor. Yeah, a little it's bit just, more. you got to separate your work and your home life, though, it, Fat Tony. Yeah, but he was all... The, they were about to boil them alive. You don't have to shoot them. <laughs> I think the I think the heart of all of those scenes is probably undercut by a lot of visual gags. Yeah. yeah. Particularly the bit where he actually proposes to Selma and you've got <laughs> old mate... Uh, oh, not, Frankie the Squealer. Yeah, Frankie the Squealer <laughs> being dipped in the water at the back there, you know? It, yep. like, it's funny, yeah, but you're not going to get much heart yeah, out of it. Yeah, we didn't get the feeling out of it. Exactly. Unlike, um, kind of worth it to hear an underwater aww. 
<laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, so typical HD Simpsons. Like, they didn't execute the hard as well in mm. the old days, but I thought it was sort of functional rather than... I don't know, like a fantastic example yeah. of but, it. But there's your, your your prime example of why it doesn't work because the the love is not a functional thing. Uh, <laughs> even a robot like you knows that. I've been programmed with Hallmark cards. <laughs> no, but I think you're right. It felt more like a framework to hang jokes on as yeah, opposed definitely. to any sort Which, of as story. Far, yeah, as far as an episode goes, is not a bad way to go about no, it. God, no. But um, yeah, yep. it it will not get the, the thumps. Fair enough. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah, I reckon so. I got some good laughs out of that. I, just, again, for that one little bit in the warehouse, a rapid back and forth, I would yeah. definitely watch it. Definitely. That, that's an absolute YouTube highlight right there. Mm-hmm. If it's on, I'm happy to watch it. Not going to seek it out, but if it comes my way... Definitely. I mean, I might even put it on as well, but if I'm going to put it on, maybe I'll put it in a Simpsons playlist. So what are some of the episodes that sort of share some elements thematically with I mean, this episode? The obvious ones are Mob and Summer Marrying. Yeah. Yep, and Fat Tony appearances mm-hmm. and mm. and it, it, occurrences of Spider Pig if you want to make that list, but sure. yeah, then you have to watch the Simpsons movie. <laughs> Even when Bart and Skinner become friends, go to the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Luigi, yep. Hey, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man is here with a stupid little kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're just scum compared to Krusty. Yeah, great, great Luigi moments. I do, I do think peak Luigi for me is uh, no, no, I don't speak Italian. I only speak the uh, how you say the broken English. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, damn it. <laughs> Luigi in the new era, they often, yeah, hang too many bad jokes on. And mm-hmm. even though he was in it for a minute and a half and it was kind of baffling, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, Luigi Greatest Hits. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's some good playlists and reality TV parodies. I guess sure. you could make a list out of that. But BT, what would you change about this episode? I would have a little heart moment in there between Tony and Selma. Just to sell the relationship a bit, and I would kind of do something a little bit different with the Bart-Lisa storyline. There is that bit where he gets knocked out, and Lisa, from nowhere, attach- yeah. attaches a leash and harness, <laughs> so all he can do is smell. I was like, that was absolutely you bizarre. just that's had good point. that? <laughs> <laughs> or she found it in the woods, and that's extra worse. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's significantly <laughs> creepier. It's just, yeah, I was, I get that that was in the focus, and that moved the story on. It was just a bit of a moment of, uh, uh what? <laughs> <laughs> They're also pressed for time, so I'm sure there's little bits you could cut as well. That kind of extended Homer drawing scene. There were a couple of beach house parts that didn't work terribly well. Yeah. There, there were cuts to be made to pad out better sections. Yeah, it's definitely. Not a, not a complete pull-down rebuild, but uh, there's work to be done there. And Daniel, what would you change about the uh, I think I said earlier, it could have gone for a few minutes longer. Yeah. I would, I would, yeah, honestly, you're talking about cutting stuff. I'm saying, yeah. make it longer. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> know, Jam cut, more cut, in there. Cut to free up more time. Yeah. yeah. But I, it just, I don't know, it just felt very abrupt the way it ended after they kind of chugged along at a pretty reasonable pace and then just bang, there it goes. Yeah, it was a quick reset to zero, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. There was nothing wrong with the kind of introduction of that wife and everything like that. But they they just kind of had to say, like you said, they retconned the wedding. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's so, an old. Yeah, that was a bit like, eh, eh, when they really could have kind of extended that whole that segment there. And they even had Selma kind of going back to a normal life, just kind of like establish her back to normal. Sort yeah. of thing, because it, it, it just could have been more fun to kind of explore that the wife kind of coming in and mm. yeah, the episode ends. They're still fighting, so yeah, we see Selma again. We never see the wife again. We have to assume she killed her, yeah, <laughs> and because she gained the weight 
ate her. Yeah. I <laughs> 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 what <laughs> other conclusion are we supposed to come to? <laughs> <laughs> That's the logical one for sure. <laughs> the, it's the Occam's razor of this situation. <laughs> but yeah, as for what I'd change about it, I think you bring up a good point. I wonder what this episode would have been like if it didn't have the B story in it, if they focus solely on this mm-hmm. Fat Tony Selma thing. And maybe even given a bit more scenes with her and Marge fighting and, yeah. you know, yeah. showing Selma's pride in her husband and Marge like, oh my God, haven't you learnt, girl? Yeah, true. In in heart moments, I, that, that was where I got the closest to feeling a human emotion was when Marge and <laughs> Selma are fighting. It's like, oh, what the hell? What are you, why are you being a bitch for? Yeah. And as for putting emotional stakes in the episode, I liked how the wedding scene functioned like that. Mm with them being sitting down with the rejects of mm. comic book guy and... <laughs> yeah. I bought a ping pong table off Craigslist. <laughs> Consider yourself slated. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, even the photo walkout scene where mm-hmm. they do the photo of them at Krusty Burger. Wow, that mm. photographer was really good. <laughs> um, like you got a little bit George Takei there. <laughs> <laughs> My fat Tony impression is a George Takei. <laughs> but that's also a good point though, that it just... Uh, it, like they they established that with the wedding and they're like oh yeah I, I didn't want to sit you around because your husband's a pig yeah and yeah. I thought okay that makes a bit of sense but then they just kind of finish that up <laughs> pretty quickly it, yeah. if it didn't have that bay plot you might have been able to explore that a bit more and then yeah yeah and then have Marge be look I know he's not perfect but you've been married six times now and we've been supportive every single time yeah, exactly yeah. you know there's there's good conflict to be had there and, even uh, even though uh, there's more than enough reason to think Homer's gonna ruin something oh yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually very surprised we didn't go to a smash cut of him doing something embarrassing <laughs> exactly. I'm kind of glad yeah. we didn't cause yeah. you know yeah I, I just as soon as that happens I'm just thinking local man ruins everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> that donkey brings out the worst in you. <laughs> <laughs> Guest stars of the episode, only Joe Mantegna, who played Fat Tony, who's just mm-hmm. fucking awesome at He's this job. Yeah. And musical moments. Yeah, the aforementioned Italian aria. And mm-hmm. at one point, Tony, Selma, Omer and Raj are singing Quando, Quando, Quando in the spa. As you do. <laughs> Before Selma let the boys out. <laughs> <laughs> Should they be girls? For me, they're boys. <laughs> a weird joke that yeah, I really like. BT, do you have any other notes? I do like when uh, Bart and Lisa sell their spot for uh, Lollipop and they're walking through the woods going, my lick, my lick. <laughs> so that seems like a very sibling thing to do and then freaking out when one of them gets the wrong side. Yep. And it was good because it made them not forget the first scene. Mm. Yeah. That kind of was a load on, uh, a lead on from that. Definitely. Um, there's that weird bit where Homer has this long extended bit where he's like, what are you going to do? Kill me and cut off my head and put it in this manger yeah. scene? And then yeah. an old Italian nun finds it and she's like, oh, why? He's too beautiful. It's like, wow, this is still going on. Mm. And there were, there were a couple of jokes like that. It's like, you could have just left that out and put the time somewhere else. So that's, yeah, that kind of just comes back to my main criti- critique of it mm. all. Yeah, and just ending on the bonanza is my last one. Yeah. Why? I don't know. They just had a map of New Jersey and they burn it. Maybe they just wanted to burn New Jersey down to the ground, which ultimately... The censors won't let us get away with this unless we're doing a bonanza reference. I suppose, but... Daniel, did you have any other notes? I didn't take any. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Anything um, else about the episode you want to mention? One thing we didn't note, uh, actually thinking, going back on that very cartoony thing, when Selma gets her many petty... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spray tan. That's kind of a, a classic. That was a, that was a bit Dark weird. Yeah, you hear a bit of like jackhammering in the background. And <laughs> yeah, then, bit nah. of a drill and yeah. good old sound effects, off-screen yeah, humor, yeah. stuff like that. And um, the 
every light in this house is a tanning light. <laughs> that yeah. was a good joke. There was a little giggle. I got a little giggle. Well, out of was, that. Oh, can you read by it? You know, no one's ever tried. I, I just wrote down, <laughs> take that, Jersey Shore. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that so was that, a clever burn. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple little gags there. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's pretty amusing. All right, now it's time for Elliot's quick fire notes. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Banana runs. They're the worst runs. I couldn't agree more. But you know what's weird? The stuff that makes fake banana flavor in candy is also the same uh, chemical that makes fireworks purple. Awesome. So you're telling me I should eat fireworks? Yes. Or banana runs. And then set yourself on fire. And watch you <laughs> pop. <laughs> I'm way ahead of you. Quick fire. Uh, Selma continuing to smoke inside the bag thing. That was, was pretty good. Oh, you enjoyed that? Yeah, especially because she laughed about it. It's like, ha, I can still smoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I fall on the other side of that joke, but you kind of sold at me on that. I did laugh. Ah. Only you could make tree poop boring. <laughs> that was a classic immature Bart line that I really liked. Bart's little Rocket Island fantasy I actually kind of enjoyed. Yes, I love a good fantasy with Bart ruining yeah, it was, the school. It was very reminiscent of the giant killer ants. Yep, that uh, was my thought exactly. Mm-hmm. Or the butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever suspects the butterfly. <laughs> Why did I write down baby normal head? Oh, uh, yeah, really bad <laughs> joke where Lisa, Bart's like, when we go home, it's like, no, no, you get it, need to get three more truffles the size of a baby's head. All right, that baby's oh, head. Oh, yeah. He's like, cuts to Cletus, and he's all, that tick really ruined you, baby Screw normal you head. Screw you both. <laughs> that was good. I liked that You liked one. that one? It was dumb, and it was definitely slamming people who don't deserve it. <laughs> it was just stupid enough for work for me. Yeah, I think it might just me me being burnt out on Cletus references these yeah. days, but Fickle. sometimes you see him come up and it's like, oh, no, what now? Yeah, right. But uh, okay, I kind of pay it, you know. Cause yeah, because usually they cut to him and he's like, well, my sister is my mother. <laughs> and that's, yeah. and you're like, yeah, fucking hilarious. And actually, lately they've been doing him having like a lot of meth jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like they burned out all the incest jokes and like, what else do hillbillies do? Meth. Bunch of meth, yeah. <laughs> Quick fire. During the wedding, they reminded us, oh, yeah, Selma's got an adopted kid. <laughs> have you seen that episode? Yeah. Oh, no, I have seen that episode when they adopt the little Chinese kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that actually did happen, didn't it? Yeah. She was just watching the wedding. I just, like, focused on her just quickly to make sure. That's right. She's here. We didn't forget she about did her. She did something with her hands, but I can't remember what it was. I thought it was. Oh, maybe she was doing Italian hands. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> something stupid like that. <laughs> and the last joke I want to mention, and I fucking loved this joke, which was Fat Tony... Homer, can I interest you in a pool noodle? Or maybe a pool ziti? Or a pool fusilli? Or my mother, she will make you any type of pool noodle you like. I did just uh, pressing the foam in the... Yeah, you guys aren't sold on that joke, are you? Nah. <laughs> it just... Uh, nah. It's so close. That's kind of the heartbreaking yeah. thing. It could have worked for me, but... I suppose cutting, cutting to Mama, who's then like, there's no noodle big enough for this fat man, was like, mm, I could have just, just cut to her mm. using like the um, noodle press to push out pool noodles and then finish it. Okay. I guess. It was or, just that, like, that extra bite. Or I guess, Homer demanding like a pool violi or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a pool lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm out of notes. It's time to rank this thing. Right. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it participant. But for the good rankings, you got good, bronze, great, silver, excellent gold. But for the best, of the very best, that is so good a like mummy used to make you give those episodes cubic zirconia (laughs) 
the look of disappointment <laughs> in the room is. So they can hear it. They can hear disappointment. They heard my deep intake of breath. Yeah. 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 You know what this is, Elliot? It's dignity. You wouldn't know what it's like. <laughs> so I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm actually going to give this episode a silver. I'm surprised. I know that the story is a bit of a mess and the pacing is awkward. The pig truffle story ends too soon. But I got a lot of genuine laughs about this, and I'm already kind of keen to watch it again. BT, what do you reckon? Halfway through the episode, I was sitting on a silver. I'm just trying to feel like if it stayed there. I think a lot of the jokes I'm not going to laugh at a second time, except for that one bit I do keep mentioning. So I'm just trying to feel like if I've gone all the way down to a bronze. I think it's just the shame of a good premise somewhat squandered is Mm. what's going to pull it down to a bronze for me, in that... There were better places to go, and the fact they didn't really bothers me. But a lot of the episode is quite solid, and for about the first half, yeah, really good. Just second half didn't quite live up to its lead-in, so Fair that's enough. a bronze. No worries. And Daniel, finish this off. Mm, what would you like to interesting. Rank it? I'm yeah. trying to work out the ranking scale. <laughs> I'm liking it. Okay. Look, ultimately, I was... Uh, I felt it was always going to be just a like a bunch of jokes slammed at you very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think obviously you guys have probably seen a lot more of this sort of era and are willing to judge it by that ranking. But ultimately, look, the structure wasn't really doing it for me. I felt like a lot of the jokes were barely contextualized. And then by the end of it, I was just kind of left like, what just happened sort of thing. So mm. was it a participation, was it? So like... Our sort of scale works. Failure is just awful episodes. Participant are like your boring episodes yeah, that you wouldn't watch again. But bronze is like, yeah, okay, I'd watch that yeah, one Let's give again. it a bronze then. All right, yeah, I'll I tell you what, I'll the, give it that The general bronze. rule to go by is if you'd watch it again, it should probably get some kind of metal ranking. And I did say I'd watch it again, yeah, didn't I? So yeah, I, I think that's it. I've sold myself down the river. Um, <laughs> it's a bronze then. It's a bronze from me. I will say it depends on what context you would watch it again. As in, we also have the hangover test where if it's on and you're comfy and you have a drink and a burger and you don't want to move, would you leave it on? That's different to would you maybe go, oh, hey, this one's on, and I intentionally sit down and watch it. Sure. Uh, it's definitely the hangover test. It's like, <laughs> yeah, so I'm you, not standing up here. Yeah, I'm yeah, not standing you, up, you, I'm going to spew I on the television. I would say yeah. that's slightly different to you would watch it again. It just has to be the right context. Yeah. So if you want to get on a participant for that. Mm, that's yeah. it. It's a muddy bronze. Muddy bronze. bronze. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, this will average out into a shiny bronze, and this will be joining (laughs) other episodes such as Simpson Tide, where Homer joins the Navy, Natural Born Kisses, where Homer and Marge start getting it on in public, Simpsons Go to Japan episode, The Book Job with Neil Gaiman, the one where Maud dies. Yeah, you know, I think that's uh, well-placed right there. Mm Mm-hmm. This ranked the same as the one where Homer joins the Navy? Yeah. This is. <laughs> I wasn't there for the Navy episode, and I maintain it deserves a higher rank. I'm leaving this beautiful soundproof <laughs> room immediately. No, it's, I defend it. It's surprisingly not that good. It, yeah, well, um, I haven't seen it for a very long time. It really, so. it bottoms out in the third act. And but yeah, but it's my first day. <laughs> quack, quack, That's quack. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> That's why it got a silver, but it also got three bronzes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and for the final segment, is that reputation justified? Eric Hornberger of TV Line gave this 2.5 out of 5 stars and gave much criticism to the main plot of this episode. Yeah, it's not unjustified. AV Club reacted very negatively and gave it a C rating. So they a- love everything. Yeah, Fuck I know. Actually, and then yeah. they hate this. You know what? You know what? There are a bunch of Jersey Shore lovers. I'm sure. <laughs> like you can't <laughs> say that about the situation. Oh. <laughs> 
This sounds like a few bronzes so far, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah well, C on theirs is like the bottom ranking. Yeah. It's just above their D when D is their failure. So. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. So like on their scale, it'd be like a participant. But sure. All right. So that does it for the HD era. Now we're going to the teens era where we're going to see season 16's A Star is Torn. Well, wow, so like not too long ago, we saw a star is born again. Yeah, confusing, isn't they, it? They're Judy like, Garland's, huh? I just like <laughs> yeah. yeah they, sometimes they lock into one phrase and use it over and over. Like, take my wife, please, has like six different variations. <laughs> and this is the star is born variation part two special. God damn! We'll be back with the star is born. And we are back, and we just watched our Teen Terror episode for the evening, which was Season 16, Episode 18, A Star is Torn. It was first released back in May of Ought 5, and it was written by Carolyn Omine, or Omini, I'm not sure. You're having trouble with the surnames tonight. Then they haven't been great, have they? (laughs) I blame them. (laughs) And in this episode... Lisa goes out for a not-affiliated-with-American-idol-style show, and she actually does very well with Homer at her side as her composer. And uh, there's some story betrayal, I don't know. Guys, what'd you think? Uh, I'm going to say, this was quite the roller coaster, though, like, as in, we went from, like, terribly bad, back to being okay, back to terribly bad, back to being pretty good, back to being terribly bad. So, long story short, I now have whiplash, and you'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> Which is, it incidentally sounds a lot like me doing a British accent, but I guarantee you it is an actual lawyer. <laughs> Look at his suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Daniel, what do you think? I kind of worked out what my issues were with the first episode after watching that episode. Yeah. Oh, really? I think, yeah, 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 which is kind of interesting. When I was saying like it didn't feel like an episode of The Simpsons structurally, yeah. and then I watched this one, I'm like, oh, okay. The complication was mostly missing from that first episode yeah. when Homer gets uh, fired as Lisa's manager. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. There was no real tension to it. There was no real family tension that kind of made up with it. So ultimately, I don't know. I like the structure of that episode. I like that they had that family tension. And honestly, I really love a Homer-Lisa episode. Yeah. I right. always reckon it's super heartfelt, and it's probably one of the more challenging relationships in the whole series so mm. it's always fascinating to watch homer try and like vie for the love of this girl who he has no idea how to hey. <laughs> relate to mm. her you know one of our i think our favorite episodes of this has been uh lisa gets a pony oh it's fantastic it's, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really realize how good it was until watching it with that critical lens mm. and it's like this is beautiful yeah absolutely and yeah the homer di- lisa dynamic is an interesting one because he is this sort of idiot well here he's like an idiot savant genius composer as well, well. he's got the history of composing so. that's true he has this weird baby on board man yeah <laughs> since when could you write a song that's a good point it does have like it does have a basis in truth doesn't it that homer hmm. has this yeah. weird knack for writing songs he, yeah. isn't a, he is a very adept musician we see him play piano all the yeah, time he yeah. wrote uh Everybody in the USA, USA yeah. it's a stupid neighbor. <laughs> yeah, and he was also a bass player in a pretty popular rock band at one point. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's done quite well for himself as a musician. But yeah, Lisa stepping in and doing the whole American Idol thing. Yeah, what do you guys think of that? My main point is she wins. So she's going to be on Itchy and Scratchy now. That's exactly Does what I was she thinking. Win? I mean, she clearly, she made the applause meter cry. Yeah, she nailed Johnny Rainbow. Whereas Johnny <laughs> oh, Rainbow made everyone throw fruit at him. So <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of was the thing as well. I was like, I've written here, did Lisa win something? Is she famous now? Like, yeah, what's yeah, the deal? A bit yeah. weird. Springfield famous at least. Could have been interesting to say it end with some sort of like useless Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. 
cartoon or yeah, something. Yeah, at least have that as the uh, you know tag rather than uh, jazz hands, maybe. Yeah, though I did yeah. like jazz hands. <laughs> Although just just while we're on that, Lisa's dream of what her on an itchy and scratchy episode is like—it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had it in mind, ready oh, to go, yeah. didn't she? She was prepped and ready. And there she has this whole. Actually, violence against animals is terrible, but I've also decapitated both of them. I'm throwing both their heads in acid. It's like wow. <laughs> she, she said, "Leave it for the cartoons." Yes, she's, I'm just saying maybe <laughs> this is her outlet. And, yeah. Uh, if so, she yeah. needs that outlet. God. Definitely. Yeah, you do bring up a good point that there was no peak on this episode in the story that was built. Mm. This is a competition. And like, yeah. if they didn't have a moment where she won, then that would have sold Homer and Lisa's sort of rebonding in this episode more as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't know. That kind of bugs me now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there are some structural problems in this one, which is a shame because it's got a really good setup. But I mm. think bringing Homer, Homer Lisa dynamic, yeah, is a great thing. Mm. We haven't. It's one of the few ones that isn't played out terribly. Mm. Well, yeah, BT. What is a moment from the story that stood out to you? I will say one I originally flagged as being my. Okay, I'm gonna talk about this moment. Is when they're doing auditions and there's some kid we've never seen before takes the stage. Yeah. You're like, okay, so you're gonna be really good and you're gonna be the rival, and you're the special guest voice or something. Yeah, and, but uh, then they then drop that her. Didn't happen, which was weird. Then we go for Johnny Rainbow. Really his bizarre, Cameron. Wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was odd. It was like, I mean, on the one hand, I'm glad we didn't hang on this one character we've never mm. met because I immediately rolled my eyes as soon as I saw them. But at the same point, to have that established and then not use it. What is... I'm wondering is if they ask this singer to jump in as a voice actress. And yeah. Go, yeah. Okay. She's got a great singing voice. Blah, blah, blah. And then realize later on she can't act. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's possible because the guest actor for that was Fantasia Barino, who uh, was like American <laughs> Idol season three winner or yeah, something. Fantasia like Burrito. Barino. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you heard the man. <laughs> Is that? Are you just ordering now? Yep. <laughs> I'll have a Fantasia Burrito. That actually sounds pretty delicious. Um, one Curtis Cutsack. <laughs> Fantasia Burrito sounds like you'd watch a Philip Glass movie after. It. <laughs> yeah, so it is weird that they pivoted, but I like your theory about that she couldn't act because, yeah, she was an American Idol winner. Mm. <laughs> Not to disparage all the good American Idol winners. All of them. Talk, all of talking them. to you, that one girl. Play Aitken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a weird thing for them to set up then to move away from. But Daniel, what's a moment from the story that stood out to you? Um, I, I spoke about the structure there. That I couldn't work out what the issue was, and it was mm-hmm. only because later on I saw that. But oh, maybe, at, maybe at the end there, when they just kind of hang shit on like an eight-year-old, <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Like and then that's just the the great moment, like the pivotal moment of this story. I'm like, wow, that was pretty rough. It's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. harsh, isn't it? But that's that's what these shows do, I guess. I don't know not being reality TV watchers. True, mm. true. But that kind of brings me back as well to what I was also thinking. Um, that. I thought a lot of the American Idol criticism and, and satire was quite weak. Yep. Yeah. Um, while I think the, the better stuff was the stage dad stuff and the stage parent stuff, I thought that was quite mm-hmm. that was quite interesting. I thought they played that off pretty well. But just a lot of the American Idol stuff seemed very like on the nose and really kind of forcing the issue and forcing yeah. the joke down your throat. Whereas they could have done so much better, I think, if they were just kind of pulled it back a bit. Yeah, and focus on the stage dad thing. Yeah, exactly. A big problem I do have is that Lisa only sees... 
uh, Homer flip out about Red Vines versus Twizzlers, which yeah. for starters, is this a thing, America? Because I've seen this in multiple sitcoms. Yeah, in Parks and Rec, yeah. you know, Leslie Nope is a Red Vines and Ben Wyatt is a, We're a Twizzlers. Twizzlers yeah, family. That's right. Just get over it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Is this, is this something uh, TV is playing up or is this like a Blood's Crips kind of thing? I think they're both garbage red licorice crap. <laughs> yeah, and I'll have either. Well, <laughs> way to piss off both sides, Elliot. <laughs> uh, but the fact, yeah, the fact that Lisa only really it's a secret sees... ingredient in a Fantasia burrito. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it sounds terrible. I want one. Yeah, the fact that Lisa only really sees this one freak out and then is being like, "You're fired, Dad." And then yeah. later mm-hmm. on, there's no real reason she kind of misses him, but there's no reason she can't just say, "I'm really sorry. If you could be less overbearing, please come back. That'd mm-hmm. be fine." And then my biggest problem with this episode is in the end. He sabotages Cameron for her. And she's like, oh, thank you. He's like, that was the problem. That's why you <laughs> yeah. fired him. Because he was being a dick to people. Yeah. Mm. Like, you can't say thank you for doing that thing I hated you for. That makes no sense. Well, that's kind of the problem. The episode becomes about so many things at this mm. point. Yeah. When I said at the top, and there's some sort of conflict, because it just rolls through the conflict so quickly. Yeah, nothing has weight. Yeah, you're being bad this once. Now I'm mad at you. Oh, now I'm kind of remorseful. Here's some cookies. Now I'm mad at you. Now I'm with the other kid. Like, it just didn't slow down and just live in any of these moments. Mm. And i got to say, the moment from the story that stood out most to me was the beginning it was this typical irrelevant first act thing, but I thought like it was okay-ish a mm. way to get them into Lisa trying out for a vocal contest, but also not really. It was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like yeah. a very... I was very confused where they get sick and then the next day they're all better and then they're watching TV and I'm like, wait, are we done with this being sick part? And then it's no, it's because... That's how they find out Lisa's good at singing. She sings them all to sleep. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. I will say I just hated everything with Cletus. It was this. Yep. Like, okay. <laughs> I audibly heard you groan. Yeah. You were, mm. Well, because it starts off pretty well. You know, the Cookie Mart's getting robbed and Homer's Stage like, whisper. Like, and yeah. Apu's like, call nine one one. He's like, okay, can I get change? Oh no, change without purchase. Does that back and forth, and then when he finds five ninety nine. Yeah, he does like the shocked outrage whispering. I got to laugh out of that. Yeah. But then March just goes, oh, I wanted to avoid the three p.m. robbing. Oh well, let's look at this. So. Dumb. Cletus's little uh, vegetable farm in the middle of the car park and <laughs> all his stuff. I did like the sign gag though. What was the sign? I missed it. It was just organic vittles. <laughs> I may have been rolling my eyes so hard they were bleeding a little bit. Because, you know, then he's like, I'm going to get your vegetables and put them in this burlap sack. Cletus, you Uh, can't do that. That's the baby carriage. He's like, oh, fucking just. I'm going to take them in the stroller. It's a wheelbarrow. We're hillbillies. Just cheap, uh, man. And there's there's so much fodder for attacking hillbillies. You don't have to go for cheap stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like, just, just, they're already hillbillies. It's real low-hanging organic fiddles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, the whole Lisa singing to them to make them feel better, I guess the start does have the same thing as the end, where it's just rushing through these plot points. Now they can't get meat. Now they're eating vegetables only. Now they're sick. Now that, like... I guess that's what sticks out to the story at me. Sorry, that and that terrible bit where Homer eats some dry hose. He goes, it's staying down. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, oh, it's staying down. Too, like, long. Oh, too long. But then it is followed up when he goes to sleep. He's like, oh, my bucket. Yeah, the bucket bit was great. <laughs> but it's just the fact that it went on for like 30 seconds of him going, oh, it's staying down. Oh, no, it's not. I'm like, oh. Yeah. It reminded me of um, a Futurama joke, actually. Yeah. What does he say? I've got an idea. No, wait. 
No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it definitely went on way too long. No, yeah. I think I was speaking about brevity in the line that talking about the last episode, and it was just dragging on for no real reason, and it felt like they had an idea for a joke, mm. and then just didn't workshop it almost and just said like yeah. yeah that's good just say that yeah well, you know what we, we've had you say it's staying down twice i'm not starting your life try it six more times <laughs> and then we'll probably go out the other end of unfunny and back to funny yeah. that's it it feels more like studio improv rather than a written line yeah. which you know there's a place for improv in mm-hmm. scripted shows i think but not this one not dedicating 30 seconds to uh, th- ah. th- 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 nope. play count how many times before tonight have you seen this episode uh not once not twice but nuns <laughs> oh this is a first time first time oh wow yeah right okay that's quite interesting i've probably seen it i have to say three or four times oh, really? yeah yeah. Right. yeah yeah i've seen this one not that many especially for me probably five mm. uh, i seem to remember foxtel in this episode so yeah. i don't know 2005 popped up a lot yeah yeah probably still living at my mother's bludging off her foxtel yeah see mm. was i was out on good lady and, and being rebel now was it <laughs> I was at home without Foxtel, so la di da to your life. <laughs> just that free to air Simpsons. Just all we could get for free, you know. Yep. Just the old TV, black and white, bunny ears. <laughs> that grainy SBS feed. Had to strap a you know possum to the aerial so it worked properly. <laughs> That's how TV should be. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I'm going to say no, mostly from structural, but then, yeah, we've kind of gone back and forth between these kind of, we've kind of had similar ones, like think of like Daddy Daughter Day, where yeah. basically the opposite is happening, Lisa's helping Homer win, and then she finds out about it, and that's the conflict that pu- pushes the third act, whereas in this, for a while I thought, okay, it's going to be Homer gets starts getting annoyed that he's the one writing songs that's winning, and then he's not getting appreciated, but then that's it's him being overbearing, and then it's him working with this other kid, and it just kind of, it doesn't keep any kind of focus. I think you said it in the, it, so many things happened, it feels like nothing happens. Yeah. And, like, the characters behaving like themselves, uh, I mean, Lisa's musical, Homer's musical... Yeah, but Lisa's never been vocal musical. She's it's yeah. true. Well, there was no sax anywhere. <laughs> Good point. No sax rocked up yeah, for it, such a musical episode. Yeah, I think she could have a song where she threw one. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. You would have thought she'd yeah. just bring it in, you know? I mean, I appreciate that's how she can read sheet music when Homer hands it to her. Fair enough. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that actually does make me wonder in that song where... It's all about Springfield and everything, and the end where it's where nobody sucks except for Flanders. Like, yep. I wanted to see how that was that was notated. Like, just these <laughs> weird arrangement of music beats, just really off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a sort of a weird thing where the characters didn't do anything offensively bad that made mm. you think, oh, that's not what Lisa mm. or Homer would do. Yeah, nothing terribly off brand, but just. But yeah, the show itself. Yeah, it's just a little muddy, and I suppose is my problem with it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they tread mud, and somehow they feel like they're going through a million places. Uh, <laughs> but what about some of the wacky moments of the episode? Uh, the- th- look, there was some good. I thought there were some good little wacky gags. Yeah. One of my favorite Marge lines actually was, "I don't think I don't think either of you guys batted an eyelid, but I liked talking about God. Our prayers pay His salary." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I thought that was pretty funny. That's that was, a very cute Marge. It line. was very, it was very Marge. You know, and yeah. I love. I think it. I got stuck on. But where does God spend his prayers? <laughs> <laughs> They're redeemable for fun bucks in the Heaven gift shop. Ah, oh, big time zone fan, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. He's sa- he's saving up for uh, one of those yeah, like mini little basketball sets you attach yeah. to your door. Big fan of skee ball 
as we know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, Kevin Smith. <laughs> and uh, talking about other um, uh, wacky moments, I have to think my MVP was probably Lenny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lenny had some cracking lines in that. Yeah, like, just random w- yeah, rapid you, cuts. That's in. me. And all like, <laughs> I miss Lisa's cat so much. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, yeah, those were some really funny Lenny moments. It's just, yeah. it was a shame the whole Millhouse thing. Are you the man or the woman? That just felt really yeah, out was of place. Yeah, wasn't it? But yeah, I agree. MVP goes to Lenny for those th- the other ones. Let's also give a shout out to Paul Simon. <laughs> this that spitting headline of ten year old booted from contest for actually being Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> he would have won too easy. I had to throw him out the back, Jack. Yep. Uh, I will say, I think some of the wackiest stuff just comes up in dialogue. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in that Cameron's smile, he brought a puppy back to life. <laughs> and I missed the end of it, but it, uh, this song will make Moon River sound like monkey fights or something. <laughs> it's orangutan A, fa- a farting orangutan. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Take that, Moon River. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, I bet it will. Like, what schmaltzy crap are they going to go? And I'm like... Oh, okay, going with the snowball angle. Okay, yeah. not bad. Because <laughs> I will say, like, I might as well skip ahead to the musical moments of this episode. Mm-hmm. The the songs themselves were pretty uninspiring, mm-hmm. unmemorable. They were sort of, like, melodically pretty generic. I think Yardley's range as Lisa yeah. is going to be the challenge there. Yeah, we saw how bad it can get when she's pushed, like, in the Gaga episode. Yeah, and it's... Have you heard of that one? I've heard of it. <laughs> Never sorted out. Yeah, currently ranked, I think, as worst episode we've done. So yeah. Far. Wow. So. All right, we're talking complete fail. Oh, oh, hard like, fail. Across the board. No question. Uh-huh. It was just uh, <laughs> so much rage in that podcast. Check <laughs> it out. It's like episode 27 or yeah, something. Yeah, you got it. Um, I, w- I will say it's worth checking out just to know how bad bad is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good to have a idea of where the General bottom... ranking, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, it's yeah. scope of this thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so like even the Springfield uh, rules song, whatever you want to call it, it was saved by its lyrics. Its actual music was pretty blare. Yeah. Well, I think Homer, he walks in and says, I plagiarized most of the tune, go, go, go. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, he, they almost explained it away with a pretty reasonable joke. I thought that it was yep. always going to be a, a very a... funny answer to the question, how did you compose this so yeah. fast? <laughs> yeah, you go write a song in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Other songs. What was Lisa's final song? Her singing about Homer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'll um, always be your daughter. Ah, yeah. I got yeah. some thumps there. Yeah. yeah there was a bit of sweet, heart yeah. moment going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, conversely, I thought the Privilege song was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we believed in you, Johnny Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And yeah, I tip the maitre d'. I always get the best table. I'm a privileged yep. boy. I'm better than you. <laughs> like... Yeah, pretty toe-tapping little number of privilege. (laughs) But yeah, getting to the heart of this episode, where did you guys feel the bumps? Mm. In your heart? (laughs) I like, uh, yeah, I think like you said uh, towards the end there when I have that song Mm. uh, where Lisa reconnects with Homer and uh, that was quite sweet. Also, the whole way through, uh, you could definitely see that Homer's acting in Lisa's good, best interests, I think, or Mm. or thinking he is anyway. So the whole time, I mean, it really plays off that that like awkward relationship the two have got, yeah. which which I, I I really get into. Mm. So I think I think I was kind of following it quite closely. That sort of the the real heart and center of the episode, even if it wasn't so like pronounced and wasn't so like full on. Yeah, They're like the other episodes, I think, like you mentioned with Lisa's Pony, uh, that it's really at the forefront. I, I still got into it, you know, and I still felt it along with the two of them, you know, even though when you're talking like 
Lisa makes the cookies for him and he eats them and walks off and gets cranky and stuff like that. I still kind of felt like, oh, yeah, he's quite hurt and disheartened by Lisa. So, yeah, yeah, I was following it pretty much the whole way through and getting that vibe. Yeah, it's just a shame that the material wasn't better. And like in that cookie scene as well, it felt like though he was just doing another improv bit. Oh, I'm so happy. Now I'm full. And like, I don't know. It just wasn't worth that journey for me. But I do get what you're saying, like, because the integrity of the characters wasn't in question. We all sort of believed everything they did, even though maybe Homer pushed it a bit too far with the threatening squeaky voice teen a bit. (laughs) But that's the thing, they had to put all his overbearingness into one scene because Lisa mm. hadn't seen mm. any before. That was a bizarre so, scene, actually. Yeah, Not only a... that, but they kind of explained the story to each other to kind of get it forward. Yeah. They were yeah. all kind of like, oh, yeah, you're acting like this. And I'm like, why am I acting like this? Da, da, da. So they just... Otherwise, they were acting pretty naturally throughout the rest of the episode, but it was a one, like, two-minute, like, rapid-fire burst where they had yeah. to push it forward. I think so. what I would prefer to see is have Homer start being uh, overpowering in terms of how he wants to cut everything together because his songs are finally getting recognition after years of after the B-sharps. Yeah, writer's so, pride. Sure. Yeah, and so he's having a lot of writer's pride and at least is essentially a tool to him at this point to get those songs heard. And he's like, no, this is how you win. And she's like, I don't want to win. I'm here to, you know, have fun and enjoy myself. Yeah. And that's where your conflict comes and their mm. disagreement of how they want to do things. And that's why they separate. And then he has that moment of, I don't think I really enjoyed winning as much as I enjoyed winning with my daughter. And then yep. if she doesn't care about winning, then I shouldn't because, you know, it's about us being together. So base it more in the character and yeah. his past experiences. And also it's your classic, you know, you're nothing without my songs. Your songs are nothing <laughs> without my performance. You sure. know, it's it's a well, classic bit. Yeah, no, but I think it's why I'd rather keep it on. She's just there to enjoy herself, have fun and see how mm. far she can get. And he it gets really focused on winning. I think just that consistency of what the mm. main conflict is is something I really would have enjoyed a lot more. Because like I said, I really got annoyed towards the end where you have the big heart song, but then gets undercut by Homer sabotaging someone else, and that was the damn problem. Yeah. And yeah, yeah there was never a winning moment either. Yeah. It was just... Could have been interesting to see Lisa lose. Yeah. <laughs> even, even at the back of that. Like, everyone's kind of like, and uh, the producers like this song all of a sudden because we're going to sell this, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know how much money we can make off this hate yeah, track? Exactly. Yeah, yeah people yeah. are getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> they're downloading it just to delete it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're downloading it just to take videos of them deleting it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this episode again? I do not think so. I just feel like there's nothing for me to come back to. Yeah. Again, the hangover test that we're talking about, I'd say yeah. it probably I'd watch that more than I would watch that last episode we watched. Right. Um, I liked a lot. I liked a lot of the uh, stage parent stuff. <laughs> that, was, yeah. I that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty incisive in a lot of ways. But no, definitely, I think there is room for this in the hangover test, but it's mm, definitely yeah. a, a kind of snooze through it. Sure, <laughs> maybe yeah. Uh, yeah, flipping through the phone sort of episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to take a nap on a plane. Hey, this one's on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, maybe watch it again. What playlist does it belong in? Yeah, Lisa Homer, Lisa Contest. Homer's musical ability. Yeah, mm. crops up every now and then. Yep. Just Simpsons musicals, almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah Simpsons original Apu music. Apu robberies. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get a very interesting playlist together. Krusty selling himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another one. 27 seasons, I remember nothing. <laughs> Reminds me of me, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> going... watching this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> going in to record 27 years of audio commentaries, and I remember <laughs> nothing. I love this because I am a big fan of the audio commentaries, especially with The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And that so often, unfortunately, they just have these big moments of silence. And it's like, 
Wait, did we really do this? Oh, <laughs> I suppose this was us. <laughs> well, there you go. Because <laughs> yeah, I would have written them like 10 years before director's commentary was a thing. So Absolutely. Yeah. Daniel, what would you change about this episode? Yeah, I would have liked to see Lisa lose, I think, in the end, which probably would galvanize Homer and Lisa in that respect and then show that he's not like just using her the whole time and happy to just kind of go back just and do the exact same thing, you know? Mm. That and it would make them feel a bit more small town. Which I think yep. is is one of the strengths that The Simpsons, like when it's doing its best, plays towards playing off that small town vibe. Mm. And if Lisa wins some sort of national contest, <laughs> I think yeah, it's gonna yeah, be it's scratchy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a bit like, eh, well, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I probably would reverse the final ending there. Yeah, and then kind of bring them together on the in in the loss. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I would cut most of the first act and I'd just Find a way to, instead of having one big extreme Homer scene, have three little ones. Um, yeah. And, yeah. like, just to, like, correct that balance in the story where... Well, even then there's a bit where he's yelling at the lighting guy and Lisa just doesn't notice. Have her notice then and be like, mm. Dad, you have to be so mean. He's just like, this is what you need to do to get things done. But uh, yeah. doesn't the green look great against your skin? Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she just all she had to do was notice yeah. and change maybe three lines of dialogue. Yeah, some very easy fixes in this one. So, BT, do you have any other notes? I believe I do. I may have missed it because I was writing stuff down, but at one point, as Hot Dog is dancing with a cell phone, was there a lead into that? No, it was no. just during the um, okay. the Fantasia <laughs> song and her character was called Calerius or whatever. And it was like in that moment where the Hot Dog and the phone were dancing and then Apu and Snake sort of reconcile. So you're saying Hot Dogs and Phones are bitter enemies <laughs> finally brought together with the power of song. Obviously. Yes. Have you seen a hot dog and a phone together? I've made them kiss before. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> and I did have one other. No, in all seriousness, can we get a, a Twitter poll saying Twizzlers or Red Vines? I'll, I'll throw that up. Seriously, is this a thing? I just, I want to know. <laughs> uh, my last, I kind of liked it, but kind of didn't, is um, when Homer describes himself as both a colonel and a captain. It's like, <laughs> wait, which are you? Neither, I'm both. <laughs> It was dumb, but like I liked the delivery. Uh, yeah, I like well, I liked ne- neither. I'm both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, do you have any other notes? I think I do. Uh, Millhouse, uh, when Krusty's like, "You're a funny looking kid yeah. who uh, doesn't know he sucks," and Millhouse's like, "I'm a coming." Yeah. <laughs> that that just worked for me. Even, yeah. Even oh, you can so see him being part of that like fail footage on American. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Millhouse fits into it entirely. Actually, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get like a blooper reel. Yeah. Thing. Exactly. If Millhouse is doing stupid stuff, I mean, if they're making that American Idol angle, it could have been nice to like do that sort of backstage kind of stuff they mm. do like you know yeah. those, those media packages they do mm-hmm. building up to it do yeah, one for yeah. millhouse that would have been golden you know yeah. <laughs> so um something like that uh the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. <laughs> uh, probably quite relevant on the back of uh fergie's <laughs> national anthem oh my god <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't that just that a was glorious else. train wreck? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> hey, she, if you she, get a train wreck, do it yeah, gloriously. Do it right. Do oh, it absolutely. Right. Yeah, but uh, I, that's probably commenting on the on the middle part of what has become the zenith of people trying to turn simple songs into yeah. vocal gymnastics. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I think Fergie's kind of brought to a glorious end. <laughs> um, Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> The arrow in the eye. <laughs> he just gets yeah. the... He's like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> they like it. They got a surprisingly large amount of mileage from the applause meter They did. The applause meter worked really well for something that's so, like, dumb. Yeah. That I, I, 
it did, did go pretty funny. I thought, yeah, the applause yeah. Like, I didn't like that they spelled it out, but I did like the joke. Oh, even it's crying. Oh, it's battery acid. Yeah, yeah. it would have been better if his glove was just dissolving and he didn't notice. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. or ran off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, show don't tell. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Homer, when he has a little freak out and he's just screeching, it's called schmoozing. Talking about slashing people's tires. I thought, yeah, a good little... Yeah, to it. I think they pushed that too far. And it's like, no, we're mm. going to go home and have family fun. Yeah. Family fun. Definitely. It's like, oh, you if they left it, it just, it's called schmoozing. Oh, yeah. That could have been good. Yeah. I wish that, like, when Homer had that 10% sadder sign, I'm like, I wish I had a sign. Dial it down, like, 90%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, and I think I got one more here. Uh, Homer's little comment that, that he learned the first thing you got to learn about show business, don't trust anyone in show business yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a nice little fact from home <laughs> oh, yeah. i think unlike uh, podcasting in which you should trust everyone trust everyone <laughs> especially the simpsons index yeah. like and subscribe we're the only source you can trust mm-hmm. sorry i just like that face you gave after that's a source you could trust you're like <laughs> <laughs> like there was a camera here <laughs> shooting our ad yep i'm glad but, they saw it the second time that you yeah did. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna explain what that looks like it tilts your head a little too dramatically to the left yep. <laughs> then grin like there's something wrong with your face <laughs> all right time for my quick fire notes pew, pew, pew. <laughs> don't think i forget that theme damn it <laughs> vegetables you've been upgraded from side dish to entree still confusing because i don't like how americans call main dish the entree I, it's one of those things where, like, we're the only country that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're the only country that's right. <laughs> fact. That looks, Bloody fact. Being right starts with one. <laughs> Straight And up. then it moves out. It's like when we freak out about people driving on the right side of the road. It's us, yeah. in, it's us in England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the left. Um, why did I write the note bus feces? Why did you write yeah, the note know, bus man. feces? You sure it's bus? Is it Bushimi? <laughs> the writer of the last episode, Dick Biscuitty, or whatever his name was, uh, staying down, uh, crap vom inbox bus feces. Um, <laughs> uh, crap I, I down inbox. Did the joke bus really feces. make you angry or something? Uh, I'm like, not sure. Crap box fe- bus feces. <laughs> Well, I know I didn't like the whole exchange where Bart's like, I have to crap, and Marge is like, don't say crap, oh crap, oh crap. Yeah. Uh, it like... might be where Maggie throws up in that little uh, wind-up box. Uh, box. <laughs> don't know where you're getting not... feces Yeah, from. feces going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was one of the follow-up lines, but yeah, I liked Maggie throwing up in the jack-in-the-box and like hurriedly winding it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listeners, so I just want to stop the podcast to point out that my note actually was bug feces. When Lisa says, it's a shock when you eat vegetables full of vitamins, minerals, and trace amount of bug feces. I like this joke, and that's why I wanted to point it out, and it's a shame because of my crappy handwriting. Anyway, back to the show. Um, there was a really weird thing where there was an outside shot of the house and it was static and then Homer just had this line of, oh, Lisa's taking care of me and Bart's my pillow. Everything's normal. It yeah. was just weird. Mm, yeah, to have that as the static, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy uh, Fantasia Barino's performance, especially doing that. Oh, the Mockingbird, it's going to sing. And doing that American Idol note. It's pronounced burrito. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> Quick fire. I liked how the piano store that Homer runs into is the Toothless Elephant. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> oh, I hope that wasn't Stampy in there. It probably was. One of Lisa's rhymes, uh, 
how did it start and ended with chicks have big gazongas? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but I do like this one. Wait, what? <laughs> Is this what I'm... Oh, Dad. <laughs> Krusty's whole thing about his stockbroker was really um, shitty and laboured. I liked the fake out with the wine glass. Oh, yeah. Honey, yeah, every yeah, time yeah. you hit that note, I'll shoot a wine glass with this BB gun. <laughs> and just cracks the lamp. Yeah, like that he has perfect pitch that once he hears, you know, A440, he can... He probably yeah, does. that's <laughs> also another good point. Plays into Homer's kind of weird musical savantism. Yeah, yeah I like it. I like it. He is, man. The whole thing about Moe's getting a widescreen TV and I can watch my pro... Like, this didn't mm. need to be here. No, this didn't. is shit that you could have cut. Yeah, I like the setup where it's like, well, honey, I'm not going to be around much anymore. It's like, why? Oh, Moe's is getting a widescreen TV. And then That's just enough. cut it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then for an episode where he continues to be there, it's just stupid. Well, getting one. It was, he said on, it was yeah. like... Him. On the yeah. other hand, though, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for this one. Mm-hmm. I love a good gag about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> just, yeah. just Honestly, in, in no one gives a shit about it in the NFL. It's just like it's like these millionaires get thrown into two random teams and play yeah. each other. No one cares about it. They just <laughs> play it in Hawaii or something, so everyone goes. Yeah. So like it has that kind of stupid like oh, I'm going for the blue team kind of vibe and, yet, oh, okay. and yet when you call it state of origin everyone gives oh, a fuck don't worry about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you gotta place it yeah. in yep. the state yeah, yeah. during Homer and Lisa's fight I didn't like a lot of the material but the whole oh and now you don't like how the sausage gets made do you want to see how sausage gets made and <laughs> Lisa's like I don't like sausage and yeah I thought that was a good exchange mm. yeah no, just, I remember the next line is her firing him, though, and it's like, I don't feel you then, this. No, that's ruined by it, but not mm. quite ruined. It's, Ta- it's still tainted. Yeah it, was uh, in, yeah, it was in that whole weird bit where they're just kind of furthering the plot with very strange yeah. logical jumps, I think, Yeah, which kind of ruined what could have been a great sausage gag. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good sausage gag. Oh, yeah, boys. A- and so my final note is, what did you guys think of the Buzz Cola prison? <laughs> Got weird. <laughs> I like that their, their, their trap door was sponsored. That was funny. Yeah, but then yeah. later on when they're all trapped in there, you're like, some of those children are dead. Yeah. yeah. They've been there for weeks. Real black hole of Calcutta vibe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, they hang on it way too long. It just should have been a lot more brief. Well, yeah. I mean, they, uh, they did that a few times, really hang shit on eight-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> for no real reason, no real ends. To it, mm. they're just like, oh yeah, eight year olds suck. That's just yeah. like, hammer them. <laughs> Fuck you, children. Weird. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Up yours, children. <laughs> All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing. BT, kick it off. Despite having some interesting ideas, I feel like they're just not tied together well enough, and I didn't get a lot of good jokes. So I am sitting at a participant for this one. I was a participant bronze for a little bit, but I just don't think there's enough to pull me through overall. Yep. So participant from me. All right, All right. Daniel. Okay, look, I thought it was structurally better than the last episode. I thought it paid off a lot better in some ways. It was paced better, Mm. but also in saying that, I felt there were a lot of jokes that didn't land, probably more jokes than the last episode that didn't land. Um, I'm going to give it a bronze all up, I think, yeah. All right. Um, God damn it. (laughs) I thought this would help. Uh, Yes, Elliot, what are you doing? Man, I really want to be positive here but yeah there's oh but i said i'd watch it again and i kind of would hangover watch it again or like hey this one is on i'm gonna sit down and watch it again bt i'm gonna do your thing and i'm gonna hey, say them both out loud and see how it feels yep i give this a bronze i'm gonna give this a participant oh god ah uh, sometimes it helps and sometimes it doesn't yeah the <laughs> the heart guts 
feel um, participant, but the mm, brain also feels participant. <laughs> uh, that sounds unanimous, you know. Yeah. What, what, how do your feet feel? I was going to say, how do the knees say? <laughs> <laughs> the knees are all like bronze and all collapse. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just yeah, not participant. Ooh. I want to... <laughs> Oh, Say it, you bastard! Say well, it. Just spend some time trying to convince yourself of either side. I know, but I'm on a P. I can ch- easily change that into a B. Yeah, definitely curvy boy. You can throw in there, and make that a B. <laughs> nah, I'm sticking with participant. Um, yeah. I-, I like that it's become a shiny participant. Yeah, uh, it's back definitely to... a cut above your standard participant. But uh... yeah, I but let the record show that in the podcast I had a difficult time making that decision. Mm. But ultimately, this will be a shiny participant. This will be. Joining other such episodes as Homer versus Dignity when he gets raped by a panda, uh, Simpson Safari when he goes to Africa. That actually happened. No, I know. <laughs> it's just th- a lot of things happen in that episode, but that's mm. definitely the standout that's moment the of yep. going, oh. This ranking system is fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate this show. I just- <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Homer gets raped as a as a panda suit, yeah, yeah. maybe, is maybe, the same maybe don't lead with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a weird one. Which it starts off pretty good, and then after that whole zoo scene, just go bow, yeah, just bow, dies, just goes, really dies in the weird, ass. Yeah. It's true. The shiny participants are like that. Like Marge Gamer when she gets hooked on. Wow, there's some nice moments in mm-hmm. that, but ultimately it's um. Um, it's just not Weird. a great parody, and then you could say that's similar to this one that it just doesn't yeah. sell any of the American Idol stuff. Yeah, it's got, yeah. A, it got a lot of parts that could work yeah. if they were just assembled a bit. Pushes better. for it and dresses mm. it up like it's going for it, but it just yeah. doesn't land anything. Absolutely. Yeah, right. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the teens era. Now we're gonna go wash ourselves in the classic era. Right now, we're gonna go back to season three's Dog of Death. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening, and it was Season 3, Episode 19, Dog of Death. This was first released in March of 92, and it was written by John Swartzwelder. In this episode, Springfield is in, like, a fever pitch over the lottery, but this whole time, Santa's little helper is getting really sick, and he has to go in for a really expensive operation, and the Simpsons really pinch pennies to make uh, this operation happen. Guys, what did you think? It's Love good. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would have to be made of stone to not feel things mm-hmm. for this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm made of titanium biocarbon. <laughs> but it got in somehow, didn't it? Yeah, not stone. But... Titanium biocarbon. <laughs> <laughs> no, this episode just so resonated with me as a dog lover as well. Grew up with dogs and everything. And mm-hmm. this just gets me right in the feels, man. <laughs> so well, Let's talk about those feels. All right. So, BT... For better or worse, what's a story moment that stood out to you? Um, I think the whole lottery thing is great. <laughs> oh, definitely. What a way to kick off the episode. Yeah, and as many, as we noted, many great episodes do just start with them just watching TV. Yep. yep. Uh, and I think it's a great little commentary. But here it's at Moe's Bar, and it's, you know, I heard the lottery's up to 130 million. Did you say 130 million? <laughs> Did you say 100 Yeah. It was uh, so great to just launch into the enthusiasm of the episode. And... Yeah, which then launches all the, the fever pitch that everyone gets into. Yep. And, yeah. and it started with a great parody commercial as well. Hey, man. 
Mr. Employer. I don't need your job anymore. Well, I don't need which you. Is, I won the lottery. Which is bold. I gotta say, <laughs> yeah. starting with something like that. That's that's Swartz though, isn't it? He? he loves yeah. that like Americana kind of stuff. Oh, really yeah. plays that up. So you gotta love that. Definitely. There was actually a great bit of Swartz or Americana in this episode as well, as we're following the dot of Santa's little helper yeah, on the map to the sounds of Peter and the Wolf. Oh, <laughs> is that what that is? Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. Like very old Americana like styling as well, doing the map thing and the dot. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, what's it called? Huck Finn. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, going down the raft and then yeah. fighting a bear. Did you, <laughs> did you see the? There was a couple of names on there. I think they went. It went through Swartzworld County. Yep. Yep. And then went down. I think it was Michael Jackson Freeway. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> that had been yeah previously named from the Stark Raving Dad. Oh, yeah. Season yeah, three yeah. opener. And yeah, I love how yeah Santa Little Helper Black Dot sees a little cat in a red dot and yeah. they chase it's like really good jokes there but oh sorry the lottery <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what else did you guys like about that uh well i now understand one of its references of shirley jackson's the lottery having now written uh had having how read all her stuff except for the lottery weirdly enough really <laughs> yeah but I, know, <laughs> I know what it's about though so yeah like it's a actually a chilling tale of conformity gone mad <laughs> doll yeah, just throws it in the fire and i like that it gets reprised later and he throws uh, the the dog surgery book in there. <laughs> and another interesting thing uh, bill cosby's fatherhood was in there as well <laughs> yeah. See, this was just a reference to the Boxcar Derby episode that mm. had been previously aired, but now it takes on a whole new exactly. meaning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought if when we're looking at that whole lottery angle, Skinner through that whole thing, yeah. just sort of, <laughs> he's just psychopathic sort of, yeah. we're going to have magnets in this detention room. And magnets, <laughs> always with the magnets. What else did he say? What did he say? There's no second Korean War. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of that base six crap in the yeah. maths book. I think it was yeah. how the Korean War actually ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah textbooks in the textbooks. Yeah. I do like the quickie mart as well. It's like, Sanjay, it's time for you to take another run to the uh, bank. He puts on the bulletproof vest. Like, well, if I die, please don't sleep with my wife. I promise nothing. <laughs> that was a bit of great uh, pre-Manjula Rapu right there. Yep. yep. The whole, like, because when a lottery does start, you know, peaking, like, people do really get mm. swept up in a fever pitch over oh, absolutely. it. absolutely. I thought it was quite an interesting attack on that kind of regular folk mentality, you know. Yeah. They, that idea that they just do whatever with their money, you know. They're like, <laughs> I'll just throw it in that and, and then just yep. throw all of my attention towards that. And it's yep. just this mob mentality. Yeah. That really I, I think it's forward. really uh, epitomized well with when Homer runs home. He's like, Marge, I have a feeling <laughs> that we're going to win the lottery. But we never, ever know. I know you're excited. <laughs> yeah, that's, actually, yeah. that's actually quite interesting when we were talking about how they really need to dial it down a lot in those later episodes that we saw. In a later episode, he could have just massacred that line, but I felt oh, like right. he was yeah. really undersold. He was just kind of like, I really think <laughs> we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, as opposed to really going over the top. I thought that was great. Yeah. Sells it very and well. And the assumption of her reaction as well. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we are. And he's just got it all planned in his head. Like, hey, calm yeah. down. <laughs> Settle down, honey. <laughs> yeah. And the idea that he wouldn't even know what to do with the money when he got it, oh, yeah. Yeah. that his best plan for Solid the money was to, yeah, increase his size somewhat, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just turn yourself into gold. Exactly. <laughs> All hail King Homer. It, it reminded me of, um, I think there's a, there's a big case in the States at the moment. This woman won something stupid like $130 million sort of yeah. stuff. She didn't want her... Uh, Identity. identity to be thrown out there Fair because she was afraid that she'd just get mobbed and everything like that. Yeah. People like Homer, like your, your average person on the street, they just should be like, yeah, I'm going to spend this everywhere. Because <laughs> I think um, it's something like the average lottery winner is more likely to go bankrupt than mm. your regular person. You know yeah, because they mean? just start so, throwing it around without exactly, thinking. Exactly, exactly. So I think, I think that was quite interesting that they really sort of hammered that home 
<laughs> just yeah. this idea of like a regular guy Absolutely. just throwing that money into something like that. And just for the story as well, during this whole uh, lottery pitch, you've got Santa's little helper wandering around the background yeah. looking weaker oh, and weaker. And doesn't even yeah. notice. Yeah. yeah, they did really interesting colouring with him as well to like just make him look a bit more pale. And sickly and, and yeah. Yeah, and just peppering it in, not really calling attention to it, just having him walk by in one scene, hey, down in front, and then having Maggie <laughs> like poking his eye, that, yeah. that, like that sickly... Yeah. <laughs> And um and even even going off that Santa's little helper thing, um, looking at uh, Grandpa and the way he reacted yeah. <laughs> before he really got flanderized. I think he was yeah. he was he was just super blunt and super like gruff and wasn't like super senile. And they weren't playing up these like rambling stories. Yeah, he was more, going, oh, like, dogs wear their tails dead, for ages after yeah, they exactly. die. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get and a shovel. <laughs> he was just super blunt about everything. Like we got to get this done. It felt yeah. more like a some. Bloke who's grown up in the twenties, sort of stuff. Yeah, and there's no time for your touchy feely yeah, exactly. dog surgery bullshit. Gets, Dog's yeah. dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to a guy who's like, well, oh, there's an onion on my belt, which yeah. was a style at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was quite good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird, you know. We often criticize them for doing an irrelevant first act, but I think all of this was really important yeah, was right. to mm. set up that they didn't really have a lot of money and they didn't have much to work with. And this yeah. was a kind of a hard decision. I think that's what the story moment that stood out to me was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have so to well. do the drive home. From, yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh dear. Yeah. Well, the thing in the first act here, it sets up everything that happens in the remainder. The thing you get. Lisa talking about needing the Copernicus, but yep. getting his hair cut. In fact, they don't have a lot of money to begin mm. with, and Marge just has this one. She even says, I have my weekly lottery ticket with the girls. That's all the excitement I need. Yep. Yeah, and it also gives them a basis to kind of lash out at the dog, yeah. which otherwise would feel kind of out of place. Mm. Yeah. They're just happy because they're under this duress and under this stress. They're happy to just kind of, eh, fuck you, dog. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, which still felt very harsh, but I mean, I'm on the dog yeah, side I here. I was just like, oh, I'll play you play ball with here. You say that, but I looked up what Chubb is after all these years of <laughs> Port Chubb night will now be Chubb night. You know, uh, just, I've always like pictured Chum, like the dog food yeah. when they said Chubb. Is it anything like that? Just... Uh, no, it is a thick broiled European river fish with a grey, green and black white underparts. Good lord. Ew. Yeah, I is there, is there any sort of like taste angle you've got there on uh, the phone? Sounds no, like a white let me, fish. Let me see if I can bring up... But yeah, what else was it? It was organ meat night and ham night it's yeah. now spam night ham oh. night is now spam night uh, yeah seriously Hawaii like you do everything right tacos <laughs> ukuleles surf and sun it's all great but enough with the spam already Hawaii let's, come on let's not get too deep into the spam hating <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh, very you're, much you're, you're a fan of spam <laughs> I love a good spiced ham oh, thank you very much what <laughs> spiced ham in a can it's spam <laughs> come on oh man you can even open up the can I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. So I got uh, eatwisconsinfish.com. Bloater chubs have the highest amount of omega-3 fatty acids of the great least commercial fish species. They are very oily and make a wonderful smoked fish. Excellent. Chubs are smoked in salt brine overnight and then placed in a smoker for four to five hours. Sounds kind of decent, you know. So, <laughs> oily and salty. Yeah. <laughs> nice, oily, salty white fish. It's chub time. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and then I was complaining about spam, and then I'm sure some <laughs> listeners are like, ew, you yeah, and your I'm fucking chub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Daniel, what's a story moment that stood out to you? Oh, okay. I love the whole Burns angle. Um, yep. From when he's introduced up until the very sort of last moment when he gets to, to release the hounds on bar. Yeah. Like, I, th- I thought he was a, like, he's a reliable villain. Oh, like, yeah. every single time he comes on the screen. 
I guess the the kind of goodwill they've built up already by the third season, they were able to just throw him on mm-hmm. and then make it happen, which I think speaks to how strong he is as a character. So I, th- I think every time Burns came on the screen and that whole sort of angle was great. That and I feel like, once again, it's given me more insight into the past two episodes. Yeah. They focused on the story first yeah. and focused on making a really heartfelt, warm family sitcom sort of vibe, yeah. something they go for, and then they bring the jokes and then they start to kind of fly off in different directions from there. So they mm. have, like any good Simpsons episode, they have a really nice heart to it and a really nice, simple family angle and yeah. then they start hammering jokes yeah. home. Start with that. that solid core and then build from Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just thought the whole core of the episode was fantastic. Mm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, it does have a great little Mr. Burns line I have to write down when Homer asks for money and has him dragged up and he goes, so this one would make a man risk his job and, yes, even his life by asking me for money. <laughs> yeah. And a nice, great way to put him in the episode early just to, you know, yeah. remind so those can... for those who hasn't seen, this is a bad dude. Exactly. Yeah, saying, well, you've asked me for money, that's uh, endangering your own life there. So like... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just nice and subtle. And, yeah, the Mr. Burns thing also led to a really interesting Clockwork Orange parody, which yes. I uh, really appreciated. Love it, huh? <laughs> yep. For those of you who haven't seen it, don't know the reference, it's when Santa's little helper's in the chair and he's got his eyes fixed open. And mm. Yep, Smith is putting eye drops in there. And yeah. Nothing to Ludwig van. Nothing. <laughs> but yeah, um, who, was, who was the politician that had the dogs by the hands? The, the, I think it was music. Nixon. Was it Nixon? I think so. Uh, it, was, it was quick. I was, I I was, getting, I was getting an Ike Eisenhower vibe. Maybe but I, it was, I don't know. It's, it's quick. I, I, I don't think either of us have any sort of no. <laughs> angle that we can go with. I just there. know yeah. they, they, the, they, the Simpsons enjoy ripping it on They already Nixon. ragged on Nixon once Hell, in that, that episode. Yeah, true. Why not do it again? Well, you know, there's got to be a doggy hell of course there's Hitler's <laughs> dog and Nixon's dogs Chubbers Checkers Chester <laughs> yeah, and checkers. Uh, that other lassie <laughs> the one that mauled Timmy making in a weird Google search presidents dogs oh it's Lyndon Johnson ah, there yeah, you yeah, go yep. all the way with LBJ huh yeah let's see there we go sorry if you guys can't see it properly from that angle oh, wow, he, yeah. literally, he literally is picking the dog up by its ears sorry sorry to you guys who can't quite see it over the microphone look up <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson yeah. uh, dog LBJ, terrorist dog abuse yeah, yeah. <laughs> dog terrorist <laughs> There we go. And, of course, it's John Swartzwelder. It had to be an actual reference to something. Oh, yeah. All right, so play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Oh, man. I'd say a Lyndon B. Johnson's worth. (laughs) An LBJ's worth. (laughs) How about you, Daniel? Uh, I don't know. know. It's kind of hard to say because I don't know if it's stuck in my head so well or if I've just seen it a bunch of times. I'd say upwards of six or seven. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I've seen this probably 50 times just from, like, syndication alone. Yeah. Because, like, the first four seasons were just hammered on network TV, Channel 10, you know, 6 o'clock every night. Yeah, good point. I'm I'm probably going to double my 6 or (laughs) 7, just saying that, you know. Well, yeah, because because it was just on, you know. It was almost like it was wallpaper. It was just always there. So, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I mean, come on. No. (laughs) No. Nah. Santa's little helper. It felt like an episode of Step by Step, right? <laughs> kind of did. I'm sorry. There are a lot of photos of Lyndon Johnson handling beagles like this. <laughs> and I'm trying to find out why. Like, he's got to have a reason for doing this. Uh, like, it makes them taller? 
I don't know. Makes him tall. He loves a good tall beagle. I, I, I try to research <laughs> while podcast at the same time. It's tough. <laughs> it definitely feels like an episode of The Simpsons. There, yeah. is, there is no way that it doesn't. Like I said earlier, my favorite thing with the story is that they concentrated on it first and concentrated on creating a heartfelt moment first and then adding the jokes later. Even, That's it. Even like it probably felt about 20 minutes longer than the other episodes we've watched, you know? Hmm. Just because... It was they, in no rush as well. Exactly, yeah. Like. It all just kind of unfolded and they just fit so much so quickly that it just felt effortless, and which was strange to see after yeah. what we just kind of seen you know, <laughs> in those first few episodes where they're just hammering jokes and like, yeah. this is what's happening, da 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 no, that's right. They really cared about taking the time to build the solar foundation in each episode yeah. and like not just expecting you to remember all these character traits and everything. Mm. Like they just reinforce them but in a way that doesn't feel forced. Yeah, that's and true. Yeah. It's it's really eloquent. Mm. And I love these Santa's little helper episodes. It's a tricky thing to do to have an episode focused on a character that can't really talk and emote. Sorry, is anyone else getting a weird thing in their headphones, or is it just me? I'm getting weird facts about LBJ. <laughs> uh, his dogs were called him and her. What? One of the yeah, him was killed when he was hit by a car driven by the Secret Service, um, and it just seems like he just did that. He just that's just how he played with his dogs. He held them up by their ears because all right, this was a sick man. And it sparked a lot of controversy back in the day. Linden Bay. And uh, it's, it's, it's a saga, quite frankly. Wow. Coming soon to HBO. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Vietnam, of course, you got Skinner kind of coming in. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm used to my government betraying me. I was in Nam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very strong always. I do like the slowly falling face of the guy presenting him with the, the eraser when he does that. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of goes, here's your eraser. Oh, God, he's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you messed with his plan of the detention hall with the magnets. Always with the magnets. And, yeah, bitch! And textbooks <laughs> that tell them how the Korean War ended. <laughs> kind of important. Yeah, this is totally integrity, 100%. Everyone feels on top. But how mm. about the wackiness of this episode? Yeah, we already talked about King Homer, but that's like a fantasy. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, the vet has just a bin with a basketball hoop Absolutely. above it. <laughs> and this, this is the part of the job I hate. <laughs> Coping with a death of a hamster at your hands is a little bit easier if you made the three-pointer. <laughs> Imagine if you missed the three-pointer. Because yeah. that, that guy does it without even looking. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, He's right. loved well, a lot of hamsters in his That time. hamster's death meant nothing, I guess. <laughs> but as we know as, as from the uh, text at the end of the episode, no dogs were harmed in this the making of this episode. One cat ran up a tree <laughs> and someone shot a duck, but that's it. Great tag. Someone yeah. shot a duck. Thanks, Wartswelder. If we're talking about the, uh, the wackiness of that episode, I think... Yep. Like, it was still able to go so wacky, even though it was so heartfelt, which is an amazing feat. I'm probably just going to talk about the two all-time jokes that are in that episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wiggum saying, I'm sorry, this is 912. <laughs> 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 this is 912. Yeah. That... And there's one thing you cannot buy, a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Two absolute all-time favourite jokes off The yeah. Simpsons. Yeah, that dinosaur line is one of my mum's favourites, you yeah. know. There's particular lines that from The Simpsons that really just make her so happy. And mm. one of them is Chief Wiggums from the Monorail episode. The ring came off my pudding can. She just loves how they divert in that song quickly to deal with his pudding. Yeah. And this other one of just... Yeah, there's one thing he can't buy. <laughs> and I think he, thinks, he says it without, and then I just what? He's like, he has to think about it. He's like, yeah. And I've heard people say this. How does it end? <laughs> <A> dinosaur. <laughs> What's your mum's favourite 
Oh, uh, she enjoyed not having The Simpsons on. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Big fan okay. of that. Big fan of that, huh? <laughs> yeah. It was a bit of a struggle. So, Mom, can we watch The Simpsons? No. Uh, wash up. <laughs> Fine, bring the TV in. We're meant to have civilized conversation. Now it's easy to just bring iPads to the dinner table and not exactly, talk to anyone. We slowly exactly. wore her down from, okay, sometimes you can bring the TV into. The TV can be in the, in the living room all the time. But not always on. Okay, it's pretty much always on. <laughs> <laughs> there was, it's not truly wacky, but um, I did, I never noticed this one before, is uh, after Maggie's clothes rip off, there's a bit where she's lying in bed and she's wearing a Crown Royal bag, which is a type of Canadian whiskey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never, I yeah. never noticed that that's what bag it was. I just assumed it was like a potato bag. I didn't. Yeah, say, yeah. I think I had the same thing. <laughs> nope, nope, whiskey. Yeah, well, there was a bit of implied wackiness as well at the vets when the nurse comes out. We saved your game cock, but he'll never fight again. <laughs> That's what you think. He'll fight and he'll win. <laughs> oh goddamn! Like there were some of those good moments, and also it was a fantasy sequence. Oh, Marge, it's going to be as easy as carving up a turkey. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess because. He was remembering it. That yeah. might, may have happened. I think, no, I think, I think that, that happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was enough to make him realize he shouldn't do this surgery. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even um, still going on absurdity right at the end there with uh, Brockman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sir, your llama has uh, mauled Ted Kennedy. Uh, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Only that he invited Ted Kennedy around, and just, just on the hopes <laughs> something bad something would bad happen to Ted Kennedy. <laughs> good. Now bring in the alpacas. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never survive, man. So how about the heart of this episode? Oh, ah, you oh know, it's all goodness. there in that final leaf where yeah. Santa's little help is chasing down Bart and just... I Launches love you, boy. I boy, love you, boy. 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 <laughs> and then, yeah, going through Beautiful the other montage. Yeah. yeah, and especially contrasting the uh, other montage, the forced viewing, you know, of all the bad things, and mm-hmm. then to have yeah. this thing with all the joyous music and um, them playing together and you see Santa's little helper's little face change midair. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then when he defends him from the other greyhounds like, ah, (laughs) I'm not crying, you're crying, I'm also (laughs) crying. It's a beautiful tag that works in place of Mr. Burns getting involved in the end of that story. Yeah, Mm. so he just says, release the hounds. So yeah. he's in his chamber at that point. Just release the homes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it works. You don't need to see Bart and Santa's little helper getting away at all. And mm. yeah, yeah, that was just such a beautiful heart moment. Although I thought the family were like quick to be mean to the dog. Like oh. they were, but I think because they're just such a like a lower middle class yeah. family, and they did yeah. had that stress on them with the finance, like. They, they never meant it. They were all just kind of like, yeah, it's, eh, fuck you. <laughs> you know? It's just been a bad week. I think it's exactly, all, yeah. not strictly speaking justified, but it's understandable. Homer never really liked the dog to be much to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marge is True. busy sewing back Maggie's clothes. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, yeah, you know, arguably she wouldn't have been as aggressive, but I think Bart's just lost his hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just cranky. Ten. He's ten. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's ten and tense. <laughs> uh, ten and tense. <laughs> the heart's all over the place. It's like you can't yeah. move without saying and some of it I mean can't move it, without stepping in heart. Oh, so much heart like, oh, we gotta clean the place up but um there was a certain sweetness to every character who Absolutely. was in that um that sometimes you don't see in later episodes I guess and they they always 
everything they did was kind of grounded in a in a sweetness and a, mm. and a care. Even smaller things, like even smaller jokes, like Marge at one stage says, "Watch your language." Oh, you did. Sorry, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't write them on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was that was cute and that was really sweet and it was like, oh, it was quite heartfelt and really like mm. even watching Homer try to explain like a serious thing to Bart, like yeah, about doggy heaven. Yeah, yeah, about doggy heaven. Like, that was done with so much care towards Bart and done with so much care towards Lisa as well. And they, yeah. they, they knew what was going on. <laughs> they yeah. pretty much but I do like but... the pit he accidentally steers himself into. It's like, is there a doggy hell? It's like, well, has of to course be. there's yeah. got to be. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love that. I, you got to love that trope of parents having to explain serious yeah. things to their kids. And yeah. it's, it's obviously one of the better examples of it, but it's always pretty fun to watch. And you see Bart slowly piecing it together while Lisa's already mad at Homer because yeah, exactly. she's already yeah. figured it she out. Gets it, yeah, I thought that was a good way to play it with Bart when they decide not to go through with the surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just very like confusedly like, like where are we going? Notice we're, <laughs> leaving. we're leaving. <laughs> What's happening? When's he getting the surgery? So like almost trusting that it's going to happen. Like so, what's yeah. happening? Like not even like hang on, what's going on here? It's like oh okay, so when's we're, this happening? We're doing it later, doing? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Even though even those small bits mm. were had so much heart and so much family kind of connection to yeah. them and yeah, everything, everything. Yeah, is built with purpose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's the perspective of a child as well that mm. he doesn't get like the whole financial situation. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. dog, um, dog he, needs surgery. Get dog surgery. Yeah, exactly. And this is really great because, like you said before, Homer didn't really care much either way. But then when Santa's little helper, you know, puts his head on his lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much to melt him, does it? Yeah. Lousy, manipulative dog. <laughs> Marge, make him stop. Yeah. It's never taken much to melt Homer. No. Yeah. <laughs> it comes down to it. Uh, it melted me. I almost lost it in that moment. That was so beautiful. But yes or no. Sure. Damn straight. Would you watch it again? <laughs> oh, oh, shit, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I've done 73 of these. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Like, I'd watch it again, of course. Yeah. I'd watch yeah. it again like, right now. You want to go You want to go watch it again now? Go yes, on. definitely. We're going to watch it again. What playlist does it belong in? References to Crown Royal. Yeah. <laughs> Smile with black tooth grin. <laughs> Santa's Little Helpers classics. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say uh, any, anything with a map and dots. I feel like we've done that a few yeah, times. There's been a few yep, map yep, ones there. Yep. Yep, John Swartzwell to classics as yes. well. Release the hounds. Yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Good release the hounds angle. That's actually would be a good playlist. Release yeah. the yeah, hounds. Yeah, yeah, because you don't you don't see it too much later on, but mm. um, quite early on you see a lot of Burnsy really going for it. Yeah, like. yeah. Smithers homoerotic moments. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If I came waltzing into your house and sniffing your crutch and slopping on your face, what would you say? <laughs> If you did it, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, guest stars of the episode. Do you know who played Santa's little helper? Uh, was it Frank Welker? It was Frank Welker, <laughs> one of the richest working actors in Hollywood because he can do every animal. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I really want to watch footage of him doing stuff. <laughs> just Frank Welker, the just, documentary. Just to, just to hear these sounds coming out of a human. It's yeah. Who else do, does Frank Welker do? Oh, what, what else does Frank Welker Any do? Any animation with an animal, Frank Welker. Yeah, no like shit. it's crazy. Yeah. So like pretty much everything from The Simpsons for sure. Yeah, he was in Futurama. He was Nibbler, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Nibbler. In Fl- he okay, was... he's Nibbler. Nibbler's actual voice as well, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can not only talk, I can pontificate. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah so okay, he's no, also got right. that very bold voice, yeah, and he's a good actor as well. All right. They're just, yeah, must have fallen he, uh, Yeah, this. now that you reminded me, he's actually like the highest paid actor in, yeah. or he's, yeah, close to, highest paid voice actor or something. Yeah, because he that. can just cover anything. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking him up online. His filmography is its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and when okay. you think, uh, oh, I want to be an actor, it's like, do you want to be several types of animal? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, no. Dude, that's all I ever wanted to be as an actor. Don't worry about that. There's good to definitely be the part for definitely it. an angle, isn't it? He was Goro in Mortal Kombat. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, he's been in DuckTales. He was in Gremlins in Gremlins 2. He was the devil in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, wow. um, Abu in Aladdin. He was the deer in Tommy Boy. <laughs> the Chris Farley, <laughs> David Spade movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you tell you that. One thing that I will not watch a second time is yeah. probably Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Boy. Boy. Yeah. Pegasus in Hercules, he was in Tarzan, Bugs Life, Rugrats. Yeah, he's just all He goes all right. Mm, yeah. yeah. He... Frank Welker does well for Frank Welker. Yeah. And musical moments of this episode. We already mentioned the... Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. Peter and the Wolf. Yes. Was there any other musical moments? Um, um, not that I recall. Unless you count. There, were, there was definitely a musical montage while um, the Clockwork Orange. Yeah, the Lu- Ludwig van. Yeah, a bit, a bit of Ludwig van. Yeah. Oh, it's a joy. Duh. Ode joy. Yeah, a bit of Ode joy. <laughs> yeah. I will say there, there was just beautiful orchestration in this episode. Yeah. Like leading out from Act 1 where you're looking at Santa's little helper on the floor mm. and the really dour mood at music there. But mm. I love how they come back from the act break there where it's like... Grandpa, the dog's not dead. You shouldn't say things like that and toy with people's emotions. It's <laughs> such a meta-knowing wink. I love it. Yeah, just his whole, oh, yeah, the old man's off his rocker. If Grandpa thinks he's dead, he must be alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a little bit of good grandpa in this episode mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, no, we, I'm tired of this conversation. Let's talk about something else. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> but, Daniel, is there anything you'd change about this episode? Oh, that's intriguing. You have to dig pretty deep to really start to kind of change something about it. Mm. On on the one hand, I'd I'd always love to see more of the vet. Yeah, I always yeah. Th- I always think he's funny every time he rocks up. Cause he rocks up in the other episode when um when yeah. Santa's little helper's sick as well, doesn't he? Or uh, it's in the clip show when the clip show. That's yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Bart blows up Homer with <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I I'd love to see all uh, more of him, but then again, I'm thinking if too much of him might be a bad thing. Yeah, yep. you know, and might dilute him. But he has that like super suave voice that's just uh, inherently funny exactly. it's like yeah. like peterman from seinfeld yeah. or leslie nielsen from the naked I gun i think he's yeah. like a, i think he's almost meant to be a um george clooney parody a little uh, bit, from yeah. er yeah. I'd say I would so. say yeah he's kind of got that this would have been roundabout peaky or er, period, Peak so. ER. yeah it's <sighs> either clooney or it's like proto mcdreamy or <laughs> mcsteamy whatever his <laughs> exactly. name is <laughs> oh i don't know i don't know what i'd change tell you what I'd always love it if they did some more of those sort of interesting different angles. For yeah. example, uh, they had that POV of Santa's Little Helper jumping yeah. on Burnsy when he's in the suit. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. And, so, and just a different like little a different angle you wouldn't see in an animated show. Definitely. Um, they obviously did a lot kind of through the show. I mean, even with um, super close up of him getting CBR from the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I keep talking myself into corners, <laughs> trying to change something about it. I reckon it's an extremely tight episode, so it's hard to change. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. absolutely. BT? Story-wise, I don't think there's anything you can really touch. I kind of want a few more jokes in there, but it's hard to tell. Am I just so used to these jokes, I don't get the as big a laugh yeah. anymore? Yeah. Or is it just... Because other Schwartzwaldians we've watched, and they just bang, 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 rapid fire, and it's hilarious, and you can't believe it. 
So I guess I just didn't find myself laughing as much in this one. It's still good and it's still fun and entertaining. And yeah, story-wise, it's really well-structured. Mm. Um, I am very surprised how quickly they lose Sene's little helper and then get him again. I remember that being longer, but it's not a problem because they're definitely out of time at this point. Yeah. Um, but I guess it would have been nice to have him missing a bit more. Although I do love the line, that was his bowl, that was his <laughs> leash, and that's the spot where he took a whiz on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, in talking about what we'd want to change, I just keep remembering things about this episode I like. Exactly, especially yeah. talking about the shots before. It's that shot when he's uh, running into the light. Come on now, come into the light. There's, There's a, a good, good boy. <laughs> come on. <laughs> that was excellent. But things I'd change is actually there were a couple of moments of reused animation mm-hmm. when Bart goes well I don't care what anyone says I'm going to go out and find my dog and Homer's like I'll be right here watching TV <laughs> yeah Bart's looped there yeah they're great lines but the sync is just totally wrong with uh, the lip movements and mm-hmm. stuff and it's just a shame it doesn't hurt the episode it's just a shame I think you've watched a lot of this show haven't <laughs> yes. you yes <laughs> getting that impression yeah I'm starting yeah. to see that the reused animation was from 3F5208 so <laughs> BT, do you have any final notes before we rank this thing? Uh, indeed I do. I believe when Ned's on uh, Mr. Burns' front porch, he's wearing assassins. Yes, he is. Ah, he is. So, uh, <laughs> it's a nice little uh, visual reference there. I appreciate that. Definitely. His assassins didn't get ripped up and chewed no. up by the dog. <laughs> uh, Burns is like, oh, yes, firm back, strong, proud buttocks. Reminds me of me. I've got to say, the Greyhound is kind of as wiry as Mr. Burns. Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of think that's a fair comparison. Yep. Um, I also have... Um, I knew he wouldn't win. Why do you have to keep it a secret? <laughs> Why don't you share it with the rest of us? <laughs> I think that's a great little cap no, to that. No, you had to be Ted. I think that outburst is a great little cap to Homer's obsession over the lottery. The fact that he yeah. just can't believe he lost. It has to be some kind of outside <laughs> force. Like Bart not being the right age. Or Grandpa <laughs> yeah. knowing he wouldn't win, but yeah. not telling him. Got a bitter How spite. Dare he. And he just had a strong feeling that he might win. <laughs> Any other notes, Daniel? Right at the start, right at the top, the blackboard gag. I saw nothing unusual in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was. It's. It's simple. It's evocative. Yep. 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 <laughs> You're like, where's this going? What are you doing? But he'll never know. What did he? Never see know what Bart saw in that freaking uh, <laughs> teacher's lounge, will you? Because um, no one else was in the room where it happened. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I. I just can't get over the vet. I love the vet every time. What did yeah. you say? Um. They can't thank me. Well, the parrots can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so... And yeah. delivered in that way as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saved their lives, but they can't thank me. Well, the parrot can. Anyway, yeah. what have you got for me? Yeah, them exactly. Today? Just, just that moment of, you're trying, you're trying this job, but there's just so much death, and you try to wade through it, and sometimes the parrots thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Mr. Laswell, I've done it again. Yep. <laughs> that was actually another squeaky voice teen that did not look like a squeaky yeah. voice teen as you we can know throw, today. throw it on that playlist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> squeaky voice teen that doesn't look like squeaky voice teen. Yeah, because it's him and Raphael. You know, the guy that sounds like this, the mm-hmm. real sarcastic guy. Yeah, yeah. He keeps changing it character models. up every and now and then. Keep me waiting. Yep. Yeah, that'd have to be it. Maybe leaving it on a bit of a sour note. But, yeah. But probably one of the um real emotional down points is when Bart turns to... Uh, Sounds a little helper calls him a dumb dog. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, so that's harsh. that's quite heart wrenching. Just watching that. Yeah, he, he just turns around, and just dumb dog. Like it weigh it weighs so much more than all of the other family members who yeah. have said 
Yeah. Uh, probably more than he did. He said it in two words more than anyone else could, and it just Yeah, kills. Lisa was all, can't you see? I'm trying to read a third-rate exactly, biography yeah. of Copernicus. I found the bus station is a huge sentence. Has yeah. nowhere not as much impact as Dumb Dog. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Santa's little helper just kind of wanders off. All right, it's time for my final quick fire nodes. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I like how you're trying to distract me from that. Yes. We have a bang, bang, bang. Nope. In that opening bit, I did love the boss, how he goes, well, I don't need employees either. <laughs> Why don't you win the lottery too? Yeah, I do like it as a question. Why don't you win? <laughs> <laughs> the state lottery. <laughs> what are you, a uh, sucker? <laughs> Actual chances of winning one. <laughs> 380 million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Homer's, when he called up Bart, I need some lucky numbers. What's your birthday? <laughs> What's your birth date? <laughs> When's your sister's birth? You don't know your sister's birthday. What kind of brother yeah. are you? <laughs> That was a bit of a dumb audio joke, but I liked it. And as well as Homer going, uh, that's okay, money. I mean, honey. <laughs> when the kids are asked, what do you think we should do with the money? I like how they had real sensible suggestions. Lisa, give it to the poor. Bart's like, put it in the bank. Kids, they don't know what to do. When in the truffle episode, Lisa was saying they should put it in the bank and get a 0.001% interest, which... Mm-hmm. And Bart hated it. Yeah. yeah. But I've got to say, given today's interest rates, that's, uh, you know, get that deal. But also, yeah. I think that um, it's quite interesting that that was probably very separate from what Bart would actually genuinely think. Yeah. <laughs> <The> genuine, <laughs> and, and it was probably closer in the later episodes to how Bart would be. Than... All the comic books. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have like that fantasy that he has in the. Uh, when the power plant gets bought out by the German company yeah. and Bart <laughs> fantasizes, you know, get a monster truck, fill my gut up with fudge. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> I loved actually the story point that Kent Brockman won the lottery in this. I thought it led <laughs> to a lot great. of great material. Yeah. Just launching up in the chair, spinning. <laughs> the... Do we have a photo? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, terrible accident. Many people killed. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not going to leave a $500,000 a year job just because I won the lottery. Hey, I'm a journalist. Yeah, and he's bling to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Krusty was at the vet to get Mr. Teeny some more nicotine gum or something, nicotine patches. <laughs> yep. Oh, that poor monkey. And when Homer's describing all the dogs, you know, oh, last, all the lassies will be in doggy heaven with mm-hmm. old yeller and what about doggy hell uh one of the bad lassies is there too you know <laughs> the one that mauled timmy yeah. <laughs> timmy had it coming yeah he knows what he did it's like, what fell in the well no no he, <laughs> he's in the goddamn well again <laughs> at some point it's his fault yeah <laughs> just every time at this i think he's got like some munchausen syndrome going on <laughs> but the dog can't say that so he's mauled him <laughs> <laughs> I like how Heaven had a doggy door. Yep. Um, this was worth flunking out of dental school. <laughs> and as they're coming back from Act 3, and i got to point out the background here, that beautiful sunrise, the pink, the orange, look beautiful, as they're yelling out for Santa's little helper and home, and it's like, oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a horse. <laughs> Easy mistake. Well, from a distance, a horse would kind of look the same. Yep. Maybe. Yep. They're both brown sometimes. Why do I write baby fire? Oh, yeah, because Santa's little helper rescues the baby baby from from the fire. fire. Yeah, so he's doing all these wonderful things, having a big adventure, the bear fight and everything. And then at just one point, they stop and just watch him, like, chew his own butt for a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) that's what dogs do. Uh, That is so dog. When Burns and Smithers go to the dog pound, the dog pound owner is, like, seriously green. Like I missed that. Yeah. Oh, he just looks so disgustingly off-color, like... Hmm. I don't know, maybe he's got kennel cough or something. It can happen. Yeah, get your shots. 
what's this note? Oh, a bunker, bunker, bunker. Yeah, Mr. Bird's <laughs> just punching him in the face. Bunker, bunker, Makes you annoyed for the dog. Yeah, and I think that really works with the first-person perspective from Santa's Little Help you were mm. talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. And my final note is, I want to pat him again. You can pat the cat. <laughs> Stupid cat. <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> I, I love that just because, yeah, the cat's still here. Yeah, never left. Whole episode, didn't mention it. Mm. All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing. Daniel, kick it off. I've been toying around this in my, within my head. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what a cubic zirconia looks like at this stage. I reckon it's too early. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to start penning myself in, if you will, hemming yeah, myself yeah. in. So, on the back of a very strong story, a beautiful heart to the whole story, uh, great family moments, and great jokes built on top of it. I'm going to give it a proper gold. All right. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, the only real difference between gold and cubic zirconia, because I like to actually think of them as the same rank. It's just that. Gold is excellent, but cubic is essential. You know, when we're talking about the Simpsons experience, yeah, cubic zirconia are the essential ones, ones that the show could not exist without, sort of speak. So, so yeah, gold for you then? Yeah, I'm going to give it a a gold with a bit of a... Bit of a carbon look. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very shiny gold. It's yeah. uh, 14 carat gold. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Encrusted with diamonds. Well, I'm going to give it a cubic zirconia. There's, and I'm absolutely letting my dog lover bias trickle in here. That's this is just a beautiful episode that just story-wise folded out beautifully and is an example of doing the irrelevant first act right you know Mm. you're setting up themes and stuff that's reoccurring in the episode Uh, you're not just rolling out the jokes this is a good way to do emotional television that's still funny so cubic for me bt i'm a little conflicted i'm just trying to feel where i stand on it because yeah it's a good story on your hind legs it's got like a couple of Rory Hellhoons. <laughs> um, no, it's got a really good story that does flow nicely. It's got a good heart. I do like that it is a very simple family story. Yeah. And we don't have to go to crazy places to get a good story out of it. I guess I just feel like there's a few quotable moments, but I don't feel like there's... When I think of some of the cubics we've had, they've just been amazingly rapid fire. I do like how it's structured so the first act does contain all the pieces for the remaining story. Yeah. I guess I'm just not quite feeling it as being absolutely essential to the experience. So I, mm, I feel like I'm going to go gold on this one. Yep. Again, a very well-polished, well-looked-after gold. Something you'll put on the mantle and show the kids someday. You're a cold yeah. man, BT. <laughs> I was born that way. Yeah. <laughs> He's also a gold you know. man. <laughs> I'm a gold man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's very fair. I totally get the gold ranking. And I do like that it's become a shiny gold. Mm-hmm. And this will be joining... Yeah, I'm other- glad it's got at least one cu- cubic in there. Gold with hope for cubic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly Should have said that. Yeah. yeah, begging anyone else to give it. If if the episode like lay its head across my lap and looked at me with puppy dog eyes and licked my hand, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you okay, tell yeah. me to stop it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Elliot, make the episode stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this will be joining other such episodes as the Secret Awe of Lisa Simpson, which we reviewed last week with the Lisa Goes military. to Military School episode. Yep. Sure. It'll also be joining EIEI Dole, the Tobacco episode, which. I love uh, two cars in every garage, three eyes on every fish, the one where Burns mm-hmm. runs for mayor and the three-eyed fish Blinky, mm-hmm. and Homer and Apu, where Apu comes to live with the Simpsons. It does remind me a lot of uh, three eyes in on, on every fish, actually, yeah. in that very similar strong story with the, the jokes sparse but good. 
All right, guys. Well, I think that about does it for episode 74 of the Simpsons Index. Daniel, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Not a single problem. I wanted to fight you every single time you listed the other episodes that got each ranking, (laughs) but I don't want to get too far into that. You You can can listen to them all and hear our opinions. All right, I'll get that. Look, I can fight you as soon as it ends, I think so. I I have a feeling past Elliot made some very good points. (laughs) Can't remember now. But yeah, thank you for joining us. Can't wait to have you back again soon oh i'd absolutely love to and thank you again for coming along bt i really just have to walk downstairs (laughs) it's really no big deal you left a trail of pizza down here and i just (laughs) followed it it's warm in this studio yeah i'd like to leave (laughs) i'd like to get down now <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that about does it for the Simpsons Index this week. Hit us up on Twitter at Simpsons Index, Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index. And that's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content... <laughs> Bob Balaban's Ballad Band. <laughs> no. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's come out a lot. <laughs> Six thick thistle sticks. Yep. All right. Oprah and Uma own an okra puma. <laughs> Still my favorite. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Coming out of... Nah. Come on, man. Where's your oh, pet? Jesus. Already went into it with a dry mouth. Take two. <laughs> Had him over there. There we go. That's enough moisture. I had this re- re- weird realization that actors will do anything you put into a script. So we're oh, like, man. let's write a script called The Man Who Brought Us Beer. <laughs> Someone to do it. Someone to hit it hard. Yeah. It's like, so what, what's my motivation in the scene? Okay, your scene is to bring us beer no matter the next what. four hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an endurance piece. Now remember, this is method acting, so we will be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did I forget to grab my notebook? Uh, oh, no. Oh. You sat down and everything. Oh, what did he do in the last one? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> Next time, won't you sing with me? Oh, I forgot to point that out because that's something that always bugged me growing up. That, yeah, you can like you can essentially remix the alphabet song into Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. <laughs> yep. Why has no DJ ever done that, y'all? Because they're fools. Yes, <laughs> and as we know, my mum didn't raise a form. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Daniel, if yeah. you could have a sandwich named after you, what would it be? Oh, it'd have to be the Dirty Dan, and it would have to have pancakes involved somewhere. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, hear, I hear in McDonald's uh, in the States, they've got... For, the, for their breakfast sandwiches, they mm. do the sausage, the bacon, the egg, and they slap it between two fucking pan- <laughs> the hotcakes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can do that. I'm imagining replace the bread with pancakes, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure what's in the middle there. <laughs> but he's just got some sort of pancake sandwich. It'd be gross as hell. Yeah, yeah but I'm but, on board trying, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing where you're going to get it on in the in the morbid curiosity stage. Mm. Absolutely. Then probably never everyone, again. Will try, everyone will try it once, yeah. <laughs> Except for me. I will live on it forevermore. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Oh, yeah, I'm actually at a um, a bit of a milestone today. I've reached the back of my notebook, so I'm flipping it back upside Ooh. down and going the other direction. Congratulations. Yeah, my signature yellow Simpsons Index notebook. <laughs> Which is so bright and fluoro that the people at home can hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was holding up to the mic. <laughs> oh. Yellow. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. I mean, fuck Al Jolson. Like, <laughs> uh and this is getting into a bunch of jokes that I didn't like. Mm. Um, oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> Still getting over L.D. Johnson. Just <laughs> just abusing Abusing animals. some dogs and it being Lyndon like Bay. a point of controversy. Lyndon B. Yeah. Never forget that this is the man that Robert Menzies back to the hilt. We should yeah. always remember yeah. this. He picked dogs up by the ears. I know. <laughs> just, he was the one who had all the boasts about his, you know, whying and stuff. There's that great recorded footage of um, him talking to a tailor who's like, I need you to let out a bit extra space around my bungholes. So yeah, that's of, right. Of, and then he belches, and it's, it's hilarious. And he also had JFK killed, but hey, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's not get into that. That's a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. Very different podcast. That's... Join us for the Conspiracy Index. <laughs> Coming whenever the government will stop it. Is that, uh, that <laughs> stop <laughs> silencing the truth. Okay, actually kind of reminds me of a Family Guy one now. Um uh, the the Kiss Forum one. Is yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Stay tuned for Battlestar Galactica Forum. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Battlestar Galactica Forum. Actually, you'd love it if we did a Battlestar Galactica Index. Yeah. <laughs> There's only like one filler episode of that entire show. 